river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 22. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, when last we left you, you had um, heroically saved the kingdom? Yes! Excuse me. Yeah, heroically saved the kingdom from giant murderous owlbears? Yep. They were really, 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 really big. Mm-hmm. You had... Made your peace with assorted people. Yep. Um, and really, that was about that, really. Yes, and then we did lots of paperwork. Yep. Speaking of paperwork, yep. Kingdom Turn time. Yeah, so. There are a couple of scenes Caelan wants to do prior for heading off for Varnhold in terms of little preparation for Varnhold scenes, but. I figured if we start with the Von Hall Kingdom turn. Let's just check we're all in the same month here. Always good. Alright. Uh, where's the cat we've gone off to? Okay, so I make it Seraph. Yep. Sounds about right. We had a Desnus, we had Hogrok. Desnus, we had a big fight with Hogrok, a troll war, a giant owlbear attack, and me and Tristram killing an owlbear. So Desnus was a trifle hectic. Uh, yes. That was, um, that's where I'm confused. I've got Van's wedding invitation listed there, but not, but which of course is not his wedding. Yeah, Sarath is, he said he was getting married next month, so that would be Sarath. Yep. Okay, so, we are having that kingdom turn. Um, yep. And a razor and a calculator. <laughs> I believe I had said you are um over a relationship with the brute too. Yes, you did indeed. Did I remember the snow, but you did say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me just check. Book twos. I'll find my uh, relationship sheet. Better than that, that, than that. Um, you have slain a giant owlbear. Yes. You get a relationship with the brute. Because that was just so damn awesome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, and yes, that brings me to 15 relationship points with Brim. 
she's basically in favour of you know, hunting giant monsters. So yes, fifteen with Bryn. Okay. So. I get my next like and dislike thing. I think. Mm-hmm. And aspect. And aspect, yes. Okay. So, what do you have for her? Haven't crossed these off as I go. Um, likes tools that make your skills better. Dislikes yep. pointless cruelty to animals. Yep. Uh, and no one touches my pack. Is her aspect? Yep. Um, all right. So you have been sort of talking to her somewhat about um, the queen ship and what's going to happen there and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, honestly, her generally expressed opinion has been disinterest. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really have any, you know, urgently burning desire to be the queen and run the kingdom style of thing. Yeah. It's merely, she's more interested in you. Which, you know, is the, uh, I was looking for someone who wasn't interested, uh, I was looking for someone, I was looking for a love match as opposed to the political marriage, and the um, upside is the, 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 is the love, and the downside is the lack of interest in the politics. Yeah. And one of the reasons she's got no patience for Michaela is that Michaela is exactly the sort of person who does this sort of thing 24-7. Yeah. Uh, so her dislike is political games. Uh, yep. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> On the other hand, Caleb is right there with her. Um, and then the other one you will pick up is she has come round to your house several times to see the giant owlbear head style of thing. Yeah. And just thinks generally the conception is kind of awesome. Um, she, she's opposed to pointlessly killing things, you know, and then the ilk of animals and that. On the other hand, if you have killed them anyway, you might as well, you know, mount their heads in a dramatic fashion style of thing. Sweet. Uh, she li- her, her like is, I've got listed as animal parts, but... Um, Trophies? Yeah, anything along that line. It's, it's animal and beastie style ones, though. Cool, yeah. You know, heads, fur coats, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, on the, on the point of when you've killed the bear anyway, yep. you know, because it was threatening you, you might as well skin it and make a coat out of it. Excellent. Her taste in decor is going to match perfectly with Caleb's. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't have a castle, he's already got at least castle decorating things. Um, and her aspect, this has come up more um, as you were interfacing with her about what you were doing with Lillian and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, she, she really took none of that personally in any way. Yeah. Um, and indeed doesn't seem to mind that you've made... Uh, a bit of a hash of A bit of a hash of, of several whole. various things leading to this point. The, the whole entire romance scene. Um, one of her actual religious tenements, um, and, and it's the fact that she's not worried about um, doing a horrible job as queen because she figures she'll learn to do it eventually. Um, the aspect she has is mistakes make us stronger. Oh, sweet. Um, and it is the Aurorian principle that in the pursuit of self-mastery you will fail over and over and over and over again. Cool. thing, And that's actually part of the journey. Yeah. Certainly when it comes to Caleb's relationship with woman, the um, yeah, mistakes yeah. are kind of a keynote thing. Oh. And that's what you get. Yes. Okay. Uh, my relationship is higher with significantly higher with the two girls. Yep. Huh? That's 
because you're a horn dog. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> also, because you keep epically failing all of Tristan's ones. Yes. What do you mean epically? I've got 13 with him. That's my third best. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm failing to get relationship points because I keep doing things wrong? Yep. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, so I've, I've got them either crossed off for you've succeeded at this yeah. one. Um, uncrossed off for you've neither succeeded or failed at this yeah. it's still up in the air and then I've got fail <laughs> next to the ones that you can no longer achieve yeah I fucked up Candlemere from perspective tr- tr- fail just the night yeah in all fairness I knew he was upset about that mm-hmm. fail yeah. anyway <laughs> enough about your myriad failures yep would you like to have a kingdom turn absolutely and thanks for putting it that way well, I, I could list them if it would help. <laughs> we could we could bring in Gregory Mark too. Yeah. This yeah, time it's even more personal. I think um, once a campaign is enough for a really, um, detailed listing of everything you're doing wrong. Oh, you're really not going to like book three then. You're just taking the piss, aren't you? Never. Huh? Me? Who? Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Roll your stability. Okay. And I net 20 it. Yep. So you pass despite your low stats. Okay. <laughs> Reduce your unrest by one. Or gain a build point. Yep, I'm gonna just find my um, little note page where we got up to. Yep. Troll bear, troll war, attack. Destroyed yet, I have no one rested. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't because killing the Albia resets you to zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone appreciates my Albia killing. Sweet, so I get, an, I get a build point. Yep. Alright, so what have I got here? 13 plus 15 minus 1 is 27. Alright, um, don't skip over the edict level thing, I want to tweak them. Yep. Okay, what comes next? Taken some. Right, yes, so it is. Still five. Yep. Uh, fill vacant magic item slots? Uh, yep. Um, cool, okay, I've got um, two. Um, yep. The temple has a slot because I sold off that wand of magic missile. Yep. And um, the I have the um, alchemist shop now, so um, the yep. Belle makes me something. They're all miners, aren't they? They are indeed. Yep. I've got two per per settlement, but yep. I don't know that that part's really relevant. No. Okay, you get a scroll of sleet storm. <laughs> Interesting. And an efficient quiver. What's the efficient quiver do? Um. It is because it is. I think. I believe it's um, the non-copyrighted version of Alona's Magnificent Quiver. Oh, right. Those things are kind of cool. If it's the Handy Haverstack equivalent for Quivers. Quiver alone, here it is. Um, it's, it's basically a, an arrow quiver. Um, yep. It is a. It's essentially a bag of hold a um, 
It's a bag of holding. And you have a sack for um, quivers. Yeah. So it holds 60 objects of the same general size and shape of an arrow. Second one holds 18 javelin-type things. Yep. Third one holds six spears, staffs, bows, etc., etc. Yep. That is very cool. Yep. Once the owner has filled it, the quiver produces any items they wish as if from a regular quiver. Yep. So there we are. Sweet. Okie dokie. Shame no one's an archer, but you know. Well, I was wondering if Tristram would like it. Oh yeah, true. I suppose he is an archer from a certain point of view. <laughs> he's only and the kind who could really use to reduce his weight consumption. Yeah, so. that's what he's a bard archer, even better. All right, so bard ass. before we... oh, oh, that was just bard. You fail. Yep, that's fair. Didn't strike the right note. Mm. Well, let's not harp on about it. Well, shit. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah, before this degenerates further. Okay, so before we move on, questions for the party. Yo. Uh, people, so we have a wand of shatter, a scroll of sleep storm, a potion of enlarged person, and this cool efficient quiver. Is anybody interested in any of those? Uh, I think. Let's see what money Tristan has up his face. He's got 600 monies. Ah, he spent all his money on a thing, didn't he? Yeah, I forget what he spent all his money on. Um, Oh, yeah, that headband of intellect. Yep. Plus four. Yep. Okay. Well, I'd be happy to just... I mean, it's not like I can clear them out. Out fast if he leaves out the if he, if he's interested in the quiver I'd be happy to leave it until he acquires a bit more cash. To be honest, he's not actually madly interested in it. It would save him a very small amount of weight. Yeah, because he doesn't really carry anything other than short bow arrows. Yeah, um, and he'd actually be vastly better just having a um, uh, handy haversack style of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Caleb wants it, so we'll leave that one. And is anybody interested in any of the other things? No. Okay. Bryn's not that interested in putting a bunch of javelins in there. Yeah. Given the last time she threw a javelin. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah, I'm I'm not at all surprised no one else is interested in the quiver. Kaelin tossed it around, but the reality is he can just carry every single thing he wants to carry yeah, on yeah. his back. Yeah, Michaela's in the same basket. She's actually got a nice bow, but, yeah. um... Um, and, I, I mean, the other things, none of them exactly move Kaelin to a bigger house. I mean, the thing is, we've got two clerics in the party. If they want to cast Chatter, they can just kind of yeah. cast Chatter. Yeah. And, um, you know, Scroll of Sleet Storm... <laughs> And um, a large person's buff spell Kaelin doesn't like, largely because it's such a pain in the ass for me. Like, I like ones that just boost his AC, because yep. then I move the stat, I'm done. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> I know you loved being a Zorani and large person. I but did. But you, were, you were better at that sort of... I, I, I was but I'd okay. also built myself for a reach weapon, combat reflexes. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, it was fine with Cloud, but then Cloud got a shitload of bonuses and she was, uh, from that being made bigger. Okay, so... Um, I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna try and sell the scroll of sleep store. Yep. It's the most useless on the list. And succeed. It evaporates into the sun. Yep. Purchased by your enemies to use against you. Good luck. 
foot. So it's called a sleet storm. A they sleet can... storm would hose you. Because I can't see. Yeah, and your movement drops like five feet around. Yeah, yeah. Neither can they can't see either. They've got a plan. Yeah. They're a raven, see. Right. A raven who casts sleet storm all the goddamn time. Yeah, I hate jumping raven. over from game region. To yeah, I hate ravens that cast sleet storm. Okay, what's next on the list? Uh, everything, so modify your unrest based on your stats that are a negative number. Yep. Um, assign leadership. Yep, still fine. Uh, claim and abandon hexes. Oh, that's next. Okay, yes, I want to claim a hex. Yeah, you, you've said go through all of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanted you to not skip over the change edict levels. I thought that was before Clan of an Abandoned Hexes. No, nope, but... it's the last thing after you're done building. Ah, right. Okay, no worries. All right, then let's get underway with the building. Okay, I wish to claim a hex. Mm-hmm. So, let's have this map. And there's my map of the kingdom. Okay, well, that's not going to be very much use. All right, here we are. So, um, how many hexes can I claim a turn at this point? Uh, where's my... Is it still... I know I've crossed one threshold. Here we are, 11 to 25. Two. Two. Sweet. So I could claim up to two. Yeah. Yep. One. So, I am going to claim um, E6, which is a one where three rivers meet. Yep. Next to the, between the cobalt, next to the cobalt mine. Yep. But not the one where three rivers meet Wimbledon. No, no. Rawn and Mivorn has those hexes, so that's fine. So, oh, you're welcome to check if there is anything exciting in it. Uh, I'm fairly confident that there is not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a bridge. Yep. So, if you build roads through it, they're automatically bridged. I didn't realise there was a bridge there. I thought it was one hex up. Oh, I have ri- Sorry, it's a bridge symbol for river crossing. Right. You're quite right, the actual bridge is further up. Yep. So, one... Yep, okay, so I pay one build point to claim the hex. Yep. Alright, what's next after claim number and then hexes? Build terrain improvements. I would like to do this. Um, I will build a fishery in that hex. It's a ridiculous order. Rivers? Is it your first fishery? No, I have already built several fisheries. Reduces my consumption by one. Yep. So I will then. Increase all my kingdom stats, change my kingdom stats to reflect the new hex. So, 
you're about to do build buildings as well. Yes. Makes any difference to you? Um, I to am not going to build buildings. Okay. This, turn, this is good. this is largely a um, turn where I save. My, I'm endeavouring to yep. save up for next turn. No problems. All right. So control DC becomes thirty three. And um, yes. So build terrain improvements. Skip build buildings. Yep. Improve settlements as build buildings, create army units. Not this turn. Issue edicts. Yes, thank you. Select or adjust your edict levels. Yes. It's been a while. Where are my edict levels? Here we go. Alright, um my promotion level is currently token. Yep. I would like to boost it up to standard. Ooh. Which I believe is then what the name of the next one up. Yes it is. Yep. It's been a while. You want to bring people into your kingdom now. Yep. Uh, well, you know, it's been token for a long time. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so I have um, what token gives me, which is plus one consumption, plus one state. Um, stability. Stability. Yep. So see if I really have what stamp gives me. Uh, I do. It's plus two on both those things. Yep. Cool, because... Because I've done enough twitching of just one edict level, I've paid the cost and unrest to find out what these things do. Yep. Okay, so my stability goes up by one. And my consumption goes up by one. don't believe so. Um, oh, and my unrest goes up by one. Yeah, you're, edi- you're changing edict, so you're getting one unrest. Yep. People complain um, that you're spending too much of the kingdom's money for bringing dirty foreigners to take their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, um, the, the door should have banged shut after they were the last ones. Correct. Uh, they were the last ones. Let's uh, build a wall between here and Piper. Yep. Doesn't sound like an entirely crazy plan. Won't <laughs> stop the wyverns, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, particularly not the ones on two feet. <laughs> Anyhow. Alright, yes. So, and I believe that just leaves make economy check. Uh, and kingdom it, events. Uh, do you want me to keep going through each individual step? Or no, no, that uh, change edict levels was the one I wanted to catch. Okay, yeah, then we pretty much jump to collect taxes. Yep. It's just, it, you know, because I haven't done it in 20, t- 20 kingdom terms, it's very easy to skip them. <laughs> Ooh! There's no special thing for nat 20-ing, is there? Uh, it's an auto-pass, even if you fail otherwise. Yeah. Which isn't really a relevant concern. Yeah, it's, it, unless your kingdom's in trouble, you're always going to pass when you roll 20s anyway. Yeah. And um, Still, that's going to be a nice big number divided by 3. Woohoo! 18! It's a contrary wise to the ones. 39 gold points in the kingdom treasury. You have enough to build a thing. Yep. And then... So, um... I will have had a communication with Lady Lemay and basically told her we will rebuild her villa in the near future. Mm-hmm. But it won't be our absolute number one first priority. For the moment, she will accept that without blinking. Yep. Um, you've been doing some um, 
you know, emergency housing of her people kind of thing. Yeah. Which is um, where, where your unrest came from that you initially got from owlbearing. Yeah. Which you have cured yeah. already. So. Well, I imagine also the general citizens were a bit happy about, yeah. you know, and as it turns out quite rightly as it was coming back, you know, a giant monstrosity out there somewhere attacked the kingdom, whereas now I came back with it just as head, they're less worried about it coming back. Okay, and that's the kingdom turn, except for events. Events. Yes. So, uh, what you'll find it is basically the height of summer at this point. Um, it has been, however, an unusually wet summer this month. Um, <laughs> Aucklanders have no idea what that's like. Yeah. Um, you have actually had to to the point of periodic um, big heavy rainstorms and several incidents of flash flooding essentially yeah um, which is, is completely out of your control but yes. um, nonetheless people are unhappy about it yeah um, can you make me a stability check for your kingdom yeah uh, three yeah now I've got the one unrest point which makes Yes, but I still can't fail. Um, yes, I make the stability check. Okay. Obviously, I can't fail on a one, but I, my DCs, are, my stats are slightly higher than the control DC at this point. Okay, so your pick of your pick of things here. Basically, several of the businesses will bring complaints to you about how you know this building has wrecked a bit and cut. But essentially, the economy is shutting down because people just aren't going outside because it's too wet. Yeah. And there's that always that risk of being caught in that flash storm. Yeah. Um, so you have your choice here. You can either just put up with people bitching about it or gain some, and gain some unrest, or you can start spreading around some tax rebates and that sort of thing, um, emergency disaster relief funds, blah, 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 and penalise your economy instead of taking next turn instead of taking unrest. Uh... Yeah, I'll penalise the economy next turn. Okay, so you gain no unrest, and you get a minus four penalty to your next economy collect taxes check. Right, good to know. Okay, could I have a fresh sheet of refill, please? I've just used up my current kingdom one. If you must. Would you like one uncontaminated by my scribblings without giant holes and things? That both of those things would be really nice. Tricky, tricky. Ha! Good job. I am intellectually superior to a piece of paper. Just. Okie dokie. And that is your event for the turn. You get bad weather. And of course you get... um, Van Thorn's wedding is this month. Yes. So there are a couple of things that Kaylin would like to do. Yep. So to begin with, um, um, oh, so I wanted to check in with you about something. Um, I believe that I have now let everybody know about my relationship with um, Aldous Thorn. Yeah. Specifically, I definitely talked to Tristram about it, and Michaela already knew. My impression is that I also talked to Brennan Corwin about it at some point. But I don't know what your recollection of that is. Um, I don't think you have had on-screen conversations with either of them, but I am perfectly happy to stipulate you have done so. Yeah. 
at this point, I want me to have that conversation with Britain or retroactively have done so. Yep. And I'm, it doesn't seem to me like a particularly startlingly exciting one, so I'm content to just by all means have done um, so. Corwin sort of, you know, nods and um, makes some comments about how you can't pick your family style of thing. Yeah. And, you know, once he had this son that blah, blah, blah style of thing. Yeah. Um, Bryn is more... Um, he did almost worried about the fact that Tristan is your brother rather than the eldest Thorn is your father because, of course, she doesn't know him for a bar of soap. She has never met interacted or interfaced with him in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, understands that, you know, you'll be meeting her father thing. Your, your father thing doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Um, her, her only concern is that, you know, that Tristan's your brother. So that's, you know, in the genes. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. If you want strong cubs. <laughs> Lots of different kinds of strength. Mm-hmm. He's good at many things. Mm-hmm. Including, as it turns out, killing Albeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, cool. So, I would like to go um, go and see Svetlana. Yep. And, um... Of course, you may have me whenever you want me. Listen, there's, um... Something I need to let you know. Bryn and I are engaged. Set photo! Eleven. I see. She says, rather unreadably. Uh, well, that is very good news, then. I, I am happy for the two of you. Will you be, um... Uh, will you be moving forward with the wedding anytime soon? Um, by the end of the year. Yeah, because at this point she'll be well aware of yeah. where your obligations lie. Yeah, well, she made her proposal to me explicitly on yeah. that premise, as you'd, as you'd expect. Listen, I know this has come as a bad time for you. Um, I just wanted to let you know um, we're um, heading for Varnhold soon, and, you know, wedding will likely be the last month of the year. You're welcome to come along with us to both or not. You're both welcome to come to both oath or neither as you choose don't put yourself under any pressure you've had a bad couple of months of it just take care of yourself okay I I I could not uh, I would not wish to miss your wedding that would um, you and I have been through far too much for that but if it is all the same to you, I believe I will um, let this uh, Van keep an eye on things at home while this Van Thorn marries. It is not an event I am desperate to see for obvious reasons. Aye. Thank you, lass. Just want to let you know. And Caelan will, you know, pat her, pat her on the arms. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, basically, um, 
you've you've got a you've got a funny expression. I'm in Svetlana's head. Continue. Ah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So um, yeah. So basically, um, the conception is um, Kaelin will talk to the four people. Um, you know, Michaela and Michaela and um, Corwin and so on, mm-hmm. uh, all of whom were privately appraised of the engagement. Mm-hmm. Basically, the gist is Caelan wants to make a public announcement at the end of the month, but yep. wants to tell the various thorns privately beforehand, yep, so yep. he will announce it after the, after we return from the trip from Varnholt. Makes, style of things. makes sense. Um, on the basis that, you know, Essentially, he wants to tell Elvis, you know, himself rather than have it be something that just kind of gets proclaimed, and that's how he hears about it. Yep. And and when you um, leave the conversation with Svetlana, the camera stays in the house as Caitlin leaves, and you know, he's out the door. She waits a couple of minutes and then just bursts into tears. Yeah. Yeah, but the the thing is, you know. There was there was no good. Yeah, it was never going to be a good thing when it happened. And um, if it wasn't for the um, stupid um, era still deadline, he'd probably just. And if he hadn't, or if he hadn't already proposed, he'd probably just wait a few more months. Mm-hmm. But um, with the thing with Oleg, it's all very poor timing. But um, it's just as good as it gets. All right. Hopefully in a few years you will find someone and things will be easier. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Um, I have a conversation I want to have with Bryn and a conversation I want to have with Michaela before heading for Varkhold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kaelin will um, come find Bryn out in the woods at some stage. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, um, you know we're going to have. There's the matter of what we're, what you're going to wear, to this Varnhold thing. It's going to be, you know, a big fancy affair. She looks at basically her simple sort of yeah. wolfskin clothes that she's yeah. usually in. Ah, uh, this is where we have mm, dresses and dancings. Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking. The thing of it is, I had to come up with something that, you know, works for me, and the armour works for me. Like, I, I had them make a pretty set, and it's still something I'm comfortable in, but it looks nice enough. But a lot of the times I have to wear the stupid noble outfit. Bryn will probably be pretty unaware that it lives under Caelan's bed being kicked when it's not actually anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And it um, makes me feel ridiculous. It's it's not my style at all. I want you to have something for this, and especially for the wedding, that makes you feel comfortable, but that also also looks also looks like a bit more expensive than the like. I was thinking about it. It's not like we can do. I mean, some sort of armor. Might be good for some people, but it wouldn't work for you. you need Slow, some, heavy. You need something you can move in. So I was thinking that we could maybe get them to make you something. I wasn't thinking a dress because they restrict your move, movement and like. I was thinking like some kind of tunic and leggings or some such. 
some of these, most of these nobles show that they've got money by putting on fancy jewels, but some of them spend quite a bit of money on the fabric itself. Mm-hmm. Buy something pretty. Am I going to have to dress like Lady Nanai? <laughs> no. No, we need to come up with something that works better for you than that. You, you do happen to know that uh, Lady Nanai's personal tail, Lady Valara's personal tailor, is um, presently dishoused in, in the city. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I'm pre- presuming we could ask Tristram for some advice. Yeah. Tristan, master of fashion. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I'm basically looking, I, I, I want to talk to Bryn about it, but I'm looking for something like, you know, some kind of fancy tunic mm-hmm. with pants style of thing, something that she can move well in where the, the quality of the fabric shows off that it's fancy rather than being all mm-hmm. bejeweled and stuff. So the two of you go and see Tristan about yeah. this and he gets very excited. He's, oh, uh, yes, yes, I'm sure we could work something out with this. Mm. So light, simple, unrestricted, and yet opulent and refined. Have you considered gold thread? It's, it's actually woven. If you get the right stuff, you can get it with the gold actually woven right in. It it shines, draws attention from a room. Good, great way to make an impression like that. Uh, Bryn stares and perhaps not your colour. <clears throat> I was wondering about green, maybe like forest green. Hmm. I could see that. Uh, interspersed with perhaps a, a, a tiara or a strong or strong offset necklace of emeralds, something in that neighbourhood. Mm, maybe just like less with the gems, more with the just fancy fabric style of thing. Why don't we just dress her in a rug and call it a day? <laughs> Honestly, you two, you have to take this seriously. Why do you think people listen to me? He points at his own magnificent <laughs> clothes and all his yeah. jewellery and that sort of thing. But ultimately, there is a lot to be said for the old expression of clothes make the man. But there's a lot to be said for having something that you feel comfortable in. I mean, you look fine in it because you feel comfortable in it, but every time I have to wear that rig out, I look like a pig in a wig. We need something that she's going to get married in. We we need something that she can get married in. Something that she can it, that makes her feel good. I suppose. Have you considered more expensive, more more expensive, less conventional alternatives? Things in the ilk of uh, dragon hide, wyvern skin, that sort of thing. It's it does demonstrate a certain amount of opulence. With a look at me, I've never seen a jewellery store in my life and wouldn't know a necklace from a tiara. Or a quality suggestion about them if I heard one. Sounds promising, as long as it's like clothes and not um, and not armour. Well, yes, yes, I'm sure we could find something suitable. Yeah, wyvern, definitely. God, very classy, yeah. So yeah, basically, Trish, Callum will go on to bat for Bryn to get something that she likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tristan will go back and fall on you and um, propose something um, of basically a cloak made on the so sewn on the inside with effectively dragon hide, so that sort of light scale male style of thing, um, flowing down in such a style that you can very openly see the in, the inner side of it, um, wolf or bear skin on the outside style of thing, 
he's looking at having the, the sort of uh, wolf hood pull over it and insists on having bejeweled eyes on it instead of the, the, the dead wolf's eyes style of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because jewellery has to be in there somewhere. That sounds awesome. And, you know, he says, an, an elegant topaz with a diamond installed inside would reflect the light <laughs> yeah. you know, and be quite unique. <laughs> and he will start going on along this way. Awesome. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that sounds quite brilliant. I'm good with that. And then the other one is, um, uh, you know... Uh, yeah. Bryn's every counter is pretty much what I'm wearing. Yeah. But we need to improve this. It's fine. But, but we need to put this... It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> her compromise position is, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, well, we will get her the outfit. Yes, Whether yes. she wears it is up to her. And, um... The last thing is that um, she um, probably needs to wash her hair. <laughs> so Caleb's actually um, going to propose. Listen, um, I thought maybe we could have a bath together. By all means. Okay, and so this is going to be you know the two of us bathing in the river style of thing. Yeah, and it is actually going to be. I, I want to play it out at least a little bit because um, as Kaylin um, actually gets undressed, you know, it's going to, like, as the cameras previously panned over Kaylin. Yeah, it's the classic, like, river in the bushes yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, traditionally, with the traditional filming from the waist up as you do style of thing. But the conception is, you know, Kaylin's never been filmed without a shirt of any kind on because he wears under the, under the he's changed mm-hmm. his armor a million times, but he wears under the other armor padding and tunics and things. Mm-hmm. And as he actually you know removes his top for the first time, his back is very very heavily scarred with whip scars, and he sort of um you know. Turns kind of awkward yeah. as Yeah, so it sort of it takes him a lot longer than you would think it necessarily needs to to get undressed. Yeah. Bryn, of course, doesn't even like it strip yeah. naked and jump in a river. Yeah, yeah. So Kellen eventually joins her. Mm-hmm. And she will sort of swim over to you and turn your back and runs an arm run, runs a hand down the back style of thing. Mm. Scars, many. Fights? No. It's. The other orcs and my tribe. I wasn't like them. Part human? Aye. And. soft, I guess. Well, compared to them, I was. They... I never knew... I didn't... I could have... I could have been more a part of the tribe, gone on raids and the like, but I never had the stomach for it, so... That left staying at the camp, and... That's what the slaves do. So that's what I was. I learned to fight. I didn't have much choice about it, but... You were their family. At least half their family. 
I wasn't the kind of family that they wanted. Mm. It was the the raiders when they came. They they killed a pretty big portion of the tribe, getting me out. And I didn't know what was going on. Barely, I had only seen humans a few times before that. It was a shock, and I was pretty scared. But I didn't mourn for them. Then or later. They weren't my family. Mm. Pack raises comes and cares for them. This is not behaviour of pack. This is predators. Aye. It's... That's the point of this civilization to me. I know it's not always like that. I know that's not the way of animals, but... A lot of times with men, where you don't have the rule of law, it's just the strong picking on the weak, and that's all there is. Like this, like what we've had out here before we came along, the bandits raiding the um, bandits raiding the farmers just because they could. No sense in it. Anyway, I um, it's not something I. It's not something. A lot of people have seen. She will basically swim round to your back at this point and sort of puts the hands on it and runs them up and down, rubs it a bit. Don't worry. Scar's not unattractive. Sign of strength to endure. <laughs> Hugs. Hugs. Water play. Mm-hmm. Yes, from there on, it's a happier, and I imagine camera padding off scene. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I wanted to play that one out. Mm-hmm. And then the last things would like to talk to Michaela. Yep, you have Michaela in her house in a civilized fashion. Yes, Kaylin, what can I do for you? Kaylin is, you know, remarkably clean. <laughs> yep. Ah. That's an that's an excellent start. Obviously, we'll need to re. Obviously, we'll need to regroom you after a couple of days on the road. By the time we get to Varnhall, but that's what we'll be taking. That's what we'll be taking some of our people for. Now I can wash myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but Lady Nanaya's personal tailor is temporarily out. Temporarily out of purpose, out of work. Oh, and I thought he would suit excellently to properly confer your hair. What's wrong with my hair? <laughs> it's, it's clean, certainly. <laughs> I mean, I could start using a comb. I admit it, that I understand that's what Caleb <laughs> tends to finger comb and just ponytail. <laughs> oh, you you hadn't been planning on comb. I mean, a Varnhold is comparatively small from what I'm led to understand, but it, we should at least treat. It, it is the game. Even if father's not as great a king as you, we must treat him as if he is. Oh, I, I'd never say he's not as great a king as me. All right, all right, I'll I'll try. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you something about um, Ravoy Law. You know is, is there any sort of precedent for someone being adopted into a noble house so they can, like? Use the surname? Uh, she thinks about this for a few moments. Um, we'll actually, you know, get up, pop around, check some notes and things, check some books and things. 
Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, among other things, um, the traditional the, the traditional method by which the traditional method by which commoners become aristocracy, of course, is to be granted it by a ruler or a king. Uh, joining a noble house is essentially similar. Someone with enough worth their name could be, generally speaking, they're adopted on as uh, more favoured hirelings, people in positions of import and power. Uh, as you see, she sort of, yeah. this is about where she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am by no stretch of the imagination of Thorn, but I am certainly a member of the House of Thorns. I have been adopted in as a favoured employee. But in return, in, in return for my loyal service, uh, in terms of personal adoptions into a family line, that is significantly rarer. But it has certainly been known to occur on occasions when uh, <clears throat> the lord of the house was unable to perform that particular duty. Ah, right, I get you. So it wouldn't necessarily raise eyebrows among Bravoy noble, nobles and the like? Uh, it is not. Uh, it is unusual, but not unprecedented. What uh, are you looking at, specifically? I was uh, thinking of talking it over with Lord Eldis when we were in Farnhold, uh, see if it was something he might be amenable to. Ah... Uh thing of it is strong arm is just something I blurted out when the mercenary recruiter told me that I had to have a last name it's I've made it serve well enough and I'm not ashamed of it precisely but and Bryn's got no last name to speak of I can't take hers if I and to be raising children I'd prefer I had a house name and I'd rather not just make one up if I had a choice. Understandable. But in Lord Thorne's case, it would certainly... I'm not saying he would not do it, but it would certainly be to his political disadvantage. He has too strong... He has too strong and no heirs already. There is absolutely no need for him to add a third... Particularly a third older one of half orcish blood, whom were people to dig sufficiently into it, he has been known to support for the duration of his life. Uh, it'd be as bad as coming out and acknowledging me then. Oh, no, certainly not. Not as, not at first. Not if no one had any precedent or need to dig into it. It's merely if Lord Fallen were to draw any ire from any political enemies. It didn't make him vulnerable. It is a weakness. Aye. I was hoping that would be a way around, but I'm not interested in the property. I have my own now. I just... I would just like the name. But you're right enough. It, 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 it's, too tra- it's probably too transparent to move, and the old man's in enough of a sp- snake pit up north. I'm just as glad we're all out of it. Are welcome to speak to him, but uh, I do not. I do not see it. That's all right. I'll think on it some. 
kings have made up these things in the past, haven't they? House names? Of course. Uh, one can hardly have... Historically, many people, many of the common folk have been named after their occupations, and one can hardly have the noble house of Smith or Cooper. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's no, no better than... The, uh... She, 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 precisely. It's the noble house of Morag. Because <laughs> you already know this, of course. The noble house of Morag exists so, exists solely as a word. Aye, but it has a grand ring to it. That's what. That's what I need. Oh well, it's a few months. I'll have to. I can talk it over with Bryn, and it's a few months till I have to make a decision on that. But thank you. I um don't want to be dragging him into more trouble. One one possibility that I think she would actually propose that the GMs thought of here is um, if you were looking to just arbitrarily take a last name, yeah, uh, you could actually name yourself after the kingdom and be you know King Yeah, that is a possibility. At which point the thorn is in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Or I'll come up with a suitably cool last name. You know the um, he's been thinking about it. The um, it, he, he would left to his own devices just take Bryn's last name, but you know yes. blank is a bit. Um. <laughs> you you could in fact call yourself Caitlin Thorne with the without the e on the end style of thing. Yeah. Um, and not have any particular association with Elders because the naming you'd be naming yourself after your kingdom. Yes, that's a very good point. Have to sneak it in the ba- sneak it in the back door because Stagthorn is thorn without the e. That's cool. All right, that's a. I yeah. mean, you can of course basically do whatever you like. You don't yeah. need Elvis's permission. To do yeah, that's very, that's very true. Uh, you you need his permission if you want him to acknowledge you in any way. Yeah, no, that's but. right. That's all right. The Kaelin thorn without the e is a good is a good solution. You just claim it's after the kingdom. Alright, excellent. That's it. That's a good idea. Okay, Carolyn is satisfied with that, and that was all the business he wanted to take care of before digging up his noble outfit, dusting it off and departing for um, Blanthold. You have a blank invitation to basically bring whoever you like. Um, Michaela will um, generally be organising this in her um, diplomatic role. We'll basically have a small group of guards, um, more for show than anything else. You're capable of kicking much more ass than your random watchmen are, and everyone yeah. knows it at this point. Um, a couple of um, not quite servants, but um, you know, people to look after the horses, the tailor, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, your four PCs. Yep. Um, and any of your other councillors, you have a blank check to bring any councillors you want. Let's see. Uh, Svetlana explicitly doesn't want to go. And I don't want to bring her. I want to leave Goody Nerska behind for the same reason, unless she passionately wants to go. Uh, in fact, she insists upon it. Okay, that's fine. If she wants, to, I was thinking she could keep an eye on Svetlana, but if she wants to go, I'm okay to bring her. Um, 
I'd be inclined to leave Akaros behind as um, I think him leaving <laughs> yeah. um, is, a, is a poor call. Yeah. Um, he's a diplomatic incident waiting to happen. And to be honest, I'd be, unless any of the others are really wedded to be coming, I'd be inclined to keep them or not leave them behind to keep yep. an eye on the kingdom, given the number Chief. of people that I'm taking out. Chief Soot Scales is another diplomatic incident waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, first, much less so, because people are going to find it weird that he's a golem, but not offended by it. Yeah. But it's not exactly like he's a party person. I don't think he's going to be heartbroken. And, um... Yeah, I, you say, if this unit's services are required, I'm prepared to volunteer for any specific task. Um, I prefer you stay here and keep an eye on things, if you're alright with that. Understood. And, um, I think on the whole... Jod's had an eventful enough couple of months of it, but if he wants to come, I certainly don't have any qualms about that. Actually, that might be it. Might be worth bringing him just to show that we're not um, we're not going to be cowed. Okay. Keep <laughs> him from getting murdered. Yeah, I think. Yeah, take uh, Jod with you. Yep, yeah, Jod and um, Jod and Goody Niska are our two representative counts. Oh God. Right. That's a lot well. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, they work together on a daily basis. It yep. can't be any worse than that. Yep. It's not like it's a tiny little expedition where it's going to be just the two of them. They can be on opposite sides of the party as much as they like. Okay. So, um, you don't need to do hardcore prep for this. You need, you know, supplies, food, tents, yep. blah, 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 all of which is um, the, the, trivially done. Yeah. Um, it is... Oh, we're replacing... We need to replace Tristram's horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right, he got eaten. He will have to buy himself another horse. Yeah. Um, which I will um, note down on the sheet because it's too expensive. To be covered by the standard kingdom thing. Yeah, if he just wanted a horse, it wouldn't be a problem. But yeah, he because would, he wants a trained war horse. Would very much like another trained war horse. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually approaching the point where he no longer needs one. Because he's about to do his phantom steed thing, yeah. Uh, no, no, actually, because he's a good enough rider. The reason you want your horse to be war-trained is so you don't have to make ride checks to control it all the time. Yeah. He's approaching being a good enough rider that... Um, he's certainly a good enough rider that he wouldn't fail many of them. Yeah. On the other hand, you don't want to fail any of them. And also, um, the other advantage with a war-trained mount is that it's... Um, can survive war. Yeah. Considering at this stage the horses are pretty darn fragile, you don't really want a random horse with like eight hit points or whatever when, with twenty hit points when you could have uh, with ten hit points or whatever it is. I mean, certainly Tristram's one got eaten pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. This this is why Caelan doesn't name horses. <laughs> All right. Yes. And riding... It's not north, is it? So riding east. A couple of things first. Yep. Um, about five days before... What about first? <laughs> about five days before you were due to leave... Yep. Um, your council will receive word. Um, there has been a... Um, there's been an incident up in Brevoy... Um, a quote-unquote mercenary force um, of basically un... Uh, what would you call them? Unheralded soldiers? Soldiers working under no... Um, Unbonded mercenaries. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah, soldiers who belong to someone who are deliberately not wearing their tabards and armour. Oh, right. I know there's a technical term for it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I know what you mean. So a band of quote-unquote random mercenaries, under no flying no particular flag. Uh, Yeah, but uh, under it's about colours. Yeah, carrying no colours or whatever. Um, Sacked one of the Sotova holdings. Nikolai Sotova being the recently deceased. Oh, recently deceased. Recently deceased regent. Yeah. Um, The recently so the recently deceased king who um, is the reason there's so much political tension because everyone's vying to see. Who's going to be the um, the new king? He's yep. essentially left behind a, a son, but a young one. Yeah. Um, who has sufficient support to theoretically inherit the throne, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, one of his commanders, one of the cousins of the Sertova family, has just been killed by this uh, raid from random mercenary bandits on their fort. Yeah. Um, which they're blaming one of their political rivals for. Yeah. Um, the political rivals, of course, are saying, no, no, we absolutely didn't do it. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they couldn't be anyone's random mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy that you captured and We're tortured a confession out of is... Um, yeah. You know, lying through his teeth, we're offended by this. Yeah, we're offended by the very notion we would never do that sort of thing, and that we're mad at you. Um, a follow-on battle has occurred. Yep. And uh, a civil war has unofficially begun in Brooklyn. Right. Okay. Um, it is not fighting in the streets or anything like that, but it is... Um, you know, people have various armies that they are now assembling. <laughs> So with the conception being that Breville is like the only river kingdom that's more or less um, not being replaced by a completely different kingdom a whole bunch of times over yep. the past few hundred years, it does actually moderately frequently have civil wars. Yes, this, so is, not, this is not just, compelling than usual. You, yeah. you haven't had one in about 50 years or so. Because the Sertobas have had a pretty good hold on power. Yeah, but... You know, the thing is, what what will happen is either the Sotovas will win and retain their hold on the throne, um, or they will lose and someone else will become king, but by and large they all play by the rules, all the nobles mm. tend to stay in power as long as you're not woefully on the wrong side of the equation. Because mm. um, essentially what's going to happen with this civil war now is you've got a lot of... Um, minor nobles like Elders Thor mm. in the middle who can commit their troops to either side but most of them are inclined to just hum stick their fingers in their ears promise support to everyone and do nothing yeah. in an effort to be on the winning side no matter what happens yeah because like if the Sortovas lose several of the higher ranking ones will inevitably be executed mm. to save the throne for the next guy mm. um, and vice versa Whichever side wins will believe Tilt was its ally. Uh, as a consequence, you will basically um, not expect to see strong representation from Brevoy at Vaughn's wedding between mm-hmm. the heavy heavy rain mm-hmm. and um, civil war breaking out. Yeah. Uh, where Aldous might attend, he might not. Yeah. Um, okay, good to know. But that has happened. Yep. Okay. And you proceed to Brevoy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so just a quick question. Where sorry, did the Thorns Yeah. Um, where did the Thorns stand in relation to the Sotovas? Are they traditional allies, traditional enemies? Uh, they are completely neutral. Right. They are the guys and they, they the Thorns have traditionally stood alone. Yeah. They have um they they are essentially a very a, a smaller third party candidate with potential to assume the throne of their own. But it's not going to happen unless everyone else monumentally screws up. Yeah. 
like if if the Sotobas, you know, were cannibals, and the other guy and the other guys were gigantic heretics who summoned demons style of thing, then it's possible that every other house would unite behind the thorns and they would assume the throne. Yeah, but everyone involved would have to be morons. Well, yeah. So the um, chances of um, Van or Tristan getting the throne of Ravoy are slim to none, and they'd be in a lot of danger if they stayed in Ravoy. Correct. Um, because, how, you know, however, it, uh, the Thorns are still of power to be reckoned with. Yeah. And one of the reasons that Eldis has moved moved them out of here yeah. is to move them out of the way, because if they're the kings of their own kingdoms, they're no longer threats to Ravoy's and the, chan- and the chances of them being ass- accidentally assassinated goes way down. Correct. Yeah. Whereas otherwise anybody worried about the whole, you know, forms as the emergency third candidate thing might try reducing the number of viable forms around. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just helpful to have context. Yep. Cool. Proceeding to Van Holt. Okay. And... Do we get mugged by suicidal bandits? Uh, no. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Um, the thing is, for the most part, you are travelling through your own civilised lands mm. here. Um, in your official communique from Barnhold, you've basically been told that you will be receiving an escort um, on the um, oh, bo- borders of the land, yeah. but nonetheless to be, um, you know, come prepared, you yeah. know, because there are still the centaurs out there and things. Yeah. Um... Okay, so this would essentially be um, the edge of row four on your east, on your um, straight path where first used to be. Yep. Um, and when you roll off this map, off your map, and essentially onto the next one, uh, what you will find is roading. Ah, sweet. There is a road actually potentially connecting your kingdom up to Barnhole. Ooh, I'm going to put that on my map. Um, it, it looks a little disused, but Varn's essentially built it out to this point, and then um, no further, nor has he ever contacted you about building it up, so presumably something went south there. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell there's no reason I couldn't. I'd have to claim the associated hexes, but um, it's certainly an op- potential option. Um, and following along into their lands, you effectively go through... Um, a couple of hexes. This this will take, you know, about... It's it's a pretty straight route, and it's not awesomely far to go, and it's over civilised terrain and roads and things, so it's going to, only going to take you about three, four days to get in there, style of thing. Sweet. Um, it's the, um, once we get, um, it's basically um, three hexes of no roads, because um, Kaelin's only really roaded between Van between Alexander and Thornwatch. Can Kaelin roll me a gather information check? Absolutely, he can roll one. Can anybody help Kaelin with gathering information? That's an eight. So, this is basically on your way there, um, you've got your party of what what is about 15 people at this point between your soldiers and your help and the six or seven people you're actually bringing yourself. Yeah. Um, John and Goody Nesker are... um, 
endeavouring to have as little interaction as they can possibly get away with style of thing. Yeah. Um, Goody Nesca is, um, of all people in the absence of other company, hanging out with Bryn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would think she might have get on all right with Michaela, actually. Mm. And, um, or if she didn't, Michaela certainly wouldn't let on that she was unhappy with the situation. And um, your tailor will pester you endlessly about how you want your hair done. Yeah. And how you want Lady Bryn's hair done. He doesn't ask her, he asks you. Yeah. Despite the fact that you presumably tell him to yeah, yeah, go, yeah, ask yeah, her. go ask her. Yeah, you know, I made sure it was washed. That's all, you know, we've both washed our hair. That's um, that's all anybody, and you know, Caleb will reluctantly acquire an actual hairbrush and start brushing his with his hairbrush as opposed to just by finger combing it. He considers himself to have made all the effort anybody, to have made all the effort anybody can reasonably expect. Um, and... When you go a couple, when you, when you go a couple of hexes down this road, essentially, um, what you find is there is a mountain range cutting through the middle of these lands that's very obviously visible, um, and you've, you've been given a pretty clear map. Yeah. The road goes through here, yeah. And you reach a place called Varnhold Pass, which is a gap in the mountains, a pass through them, cool. uh, which very obviously has a big watchtower set up outside it. Sweet. And um, as your party approaches it very yeah. openly. You will hear a of bugles going off from the watchtower, and as you approach, um, about half a dozen armed men in, in well-polished armour, um, with a sigil that you don't necessarily recognise, but is pretty obviously, you know, a different take on the House of Thorn stuff yeah. thing. Presum- it, it would presumably be yeah. the... Um, the symbol of the Vanling Host, which is the name of the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and they come out and salute you as you approach. And the man in charge approaches you and kneels down very, very deeply before you. And he says, "Your Maj- you, your Majesty, your Majesty, welcome to welcome to the Vanling Host." And Caleb will nod respectfully to him. Thank you. So, um, Kaelin's going to be in his proper, pl- in his shiny plate mail with his crown. Yep. Uh, at least until we get to the formal parties, at which point he is. I, am Sergeant Cook. My men and I will be, my men and I will be escorting you to Varnhold. Thank you very much, Sergeant. I have heard you. Are, I have heard you are a strong warrior. So I do not think we have. I do not think we have much to fear. But we should be wary of any any reprisals from the Norman Centaurs. I understand you won. Your king, king scored a um, major victory against them recently. The retaliatory raids would seem to be a real prospect. His Majesty slew the, the warrior queen. It is the best hope we have had for peace in quite some. And, and indeed, we have reached. We have, we have at this point reached an easy peace for them. It is the best hope for a lasting peace we have had in quite some time. Nonetheless, aye. It only takes one band that have decided they're not going to go with what the rest have agreed to. In any case, and he will basically um, formally request your um, request your permission to take over the yep. duties from your men, essentially. Yep. Who and are coming along as well, but it's ceremonially he needs to be in charge. Yeah, so yes, I will formally hand over authority to him. And... They escort you to Varnhold. 
um, which when you arrive, um, the contrast does not. The contrast between this and Elk's Rest does not flatter Van Thorn. Um, moderate chunks of his city are wrecked. Ah, there are several bit, bits of what are clearly the ruins of burnt-out buildings around the outskirts and things. Um, that look like somebody has done a reasonably good job in knocking them down so they no longer look ruined. Uh, in fact, can you give me a knowledge? Uh, can you give me a better impression of what you're looking at? 30. Okay. Right, so you can tell from what you are looking at here um, that there is an ongoing pattern here with Varnhold. It has been built up and has been beaten down. It has been built up and has been beaten down. Um, Essentially, the city has been the site of several fairly dramatic army battles um, in which they have lost a bunch of buildings, rebuilt. Lost a bunch of buildings, rebuilt. Um, the last of these must be pretty damn recent, like a couple of months ago style of thing. The, the ashes are literally still smoldering. Yes, yeah. it's about that sort of impression. Um, as a consequence, what you have here is more of actually a large village than a huge city style of thing. Somewhere between Elk's Rest and Thornbrook, rather than yep. something the equal of Elk's Rest. Yep. And in fact, um, going around through the town, you can literally see the buildings that are still up and running. Uh, to give you a relative idea of where he sits vis-a-vis you, yeah. uh, Varnhold has a brewery, an exotic craftsman, a garrison. Unsurprisingly, the yeah. military thing is kind of important. Uh, a granary, an inn, a smith, a tannery, a temple, a town hall, and a bunch of houses. That's not... That's so, not... It's, it's not shabby, but yeah. it's not a um, horrendously huge kingdom, and this is the only city that exists yeah, in the Varnley Because I know that they don't have another settlement site, because... It was they had one. Right. Gone. Yeah. Ouch. The, um, so the conception of... Um, what's the temple to? Uh, the temple is to Irori. Oh, cool. A bit brindle like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course, because Van's a devotee of Aurora, isn't he? Yes. He's not, um, in, in as far as you know, massively religious, but yeah. he's, he is certainly a follower of those philosophies. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and, yes, you are escorted into Barnhold with appropriate bugling, and people are coming out to... It gave openly, essentially, yep. at this point, because, oh, it's a visiting royal delegation. It's kind of cool being a royal delegation. Yeah. No and doubt Tristram is um, strutting along near the front of his outfit, and, you know, he's finally here. In basically the whole campaign, this is probably the first time he's really had an occasion which justifies what he's been wearing the whole time. Yeah. And they've had, you know, one of the soldiers has, has galloped out ahead of you to bring word to yep. the, the king... King of Armthorn, the yes. coming style thing. Um, and so you are escorted into the town hall um, where you will see Van Thorn. Yes. Um, looking a, a bit more weather beaten than um, when you last you last saw him what? Founders a, Day. A couple of years ago. Yeah, now. So be, be, be nigh on two years ago. Yeah. So he's looking a little bit more weather beaten. Um, but still, you know, quite proud and unbroken style yeah. of thing. Um, on this occasion, he is dressed up in um, very regal finery. Yeah. Um, has the very fine scab- bejeweled scabbard 
on his belt with the Eldori longsword of the... Because he actually has the blade of the House of Thorn with him. Yeah. Um, so we will have changed into our finery, those of us who weren't already wearing it. So Caelan will be wearing his classy outfit and so on. Whether or not Bryn is is another question, but Caelan will be. Um, Bryn at this stage is, in fact. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've stopped the day before and, yeah, gotten, and, really and gotten, gotten. She hasn't worn this crap on the way here. Yeah, no, so Caleb was compromising by wearing this plate, particularly because there was still a good chance we'd be attacked, but you know, the day before Vartenholz, oh, it seems unlikely, so. Um, and he is dressed in basically a red a red themed, red, red coloured nobles outfit style cool. thing. Um, Next to him, you will recognise the dark skin of Jamandi okay. Roll, awesome. um, who is wearing something very identical to his. They've clearly been tailors together yeah. um, to match. Uh, you have met the <laughs> wearing Kettles and Bryn's outfits are completely different. What the heck? We've got matching crowds. <laughs> you have met the guy next to him before. He is a balding old man with a sort of long white beard. Uh, this would be Meister Pedrod, the he, Magister of the Kingdom. He was the one that came with Vaan last time. Yeah, he has an interest in the Cyclopean ruins that are around the area. Yeah. Um, and, and has spent a lot of time talking to Tristan about the history of the Fae and the Cyclopean Empire and yeah, Kevin, the, the Outer Dark and that sort of thing. So Kellen doesn't really know what they were talking you bet he got out of the vicinity as soon as he humanly could. Um, and this is fun. This reminds me of the Founders' Day. It's cool going to somebody else's kingdom. Particularly given it's Vaughn's kingdom and not a stinky place like Freyleth. The other two men who are at this table um, will be introduced to you in a moment. Um, and Vaughn stands up as you come in, um, gives you a very precise, very schooled bow of it, exactly the sort of thing that's been ingrained to him with noble training that Caelan just doesn't have of this is how two kings greet each other. Yeah. It's the nod of the head, the sort of salute of respect, but he's definitely not kneeling or bowing to you yeah. in any way. Um, and and Caelan will copy it to his best endeavours with his um, uh, glorious full ranks of knowledge, nobility and royalty. Yeah. He has actually spent some time having emergency schooling. If you've got four but, ranks, mate, you're actually doing quite well at yeah, this point. Yeah, I've, um... Well, sorry, I've got, not got four ranks, I've got four points. Mm-hmm. I've got a two cross-class bonus. I've got a t- t- two, um... I've got two, um... Points from my feet, and, um... Yep. One, one, yep. one int and one rank. Better than many. <laughs> yep. Um... So... Vaughn will give you that... Proper salute, and he says, "King Ka- King Kaelin," which is the the formal address between yep. you is King Kaelin, King Varn. Yeah, okay. yeah, King Varn or King Thorn, depending yeah. on what your preference is. The yeah. whole thing. Um, King Varn, good to see you. A pleasure to see you again, Majesty. May I make known to you my royal council? He goes around and introduces them. Yeah. Um, his uh, his he introduces his queen to be yeah role yeah um, Meister Pedrod um, can you give me a sense of motive check uh, seven it, it, goes. Has, it has been opposed by Vaughn who put uh, uh, there there is a slight roll of the eyes detected um, as he introduces he, he introduces his treasurer Ernest no last name given. Yeah. Um, who appears to be a human guy that looks like he stuck his fingers in a light socket kind of thing. He's got that crazy Einstein here yeah. poking out everywhere. 
Um, and unlike everyone else here, his finery consists of some um, uh, very well polished and nicely scrubbed up hide style gear. Yeah. Um, and the last man he introduces is a half orc, big burly guy, um, sitting at the table, kind of picking his teeth with a, with a sharp bit of bone. Um, uh, Vance's and uh, our general support. Our, our general, as supported to us by the Church of Gorum, Garnak Bone Picker. Ah, right. Yep. <laughs> ah. You're this other half orc I've been hearing about. We've got to talk. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, so that's who we'd have gotten if we'd made the deal with the church of Gorum. Well, so Akros was actually the refined and classy Gorum option. Good to know. <laughs> and you, of course, introduce your party to yeah. him, and. Um, there is some general light mingling, and then you actually get to you know speak to people in a less formal capacity. Sweet. And so is that that's Vaughn's group? Is this just me, my group, and Vaughn's meeting? There's nobody else here at this stage. Not, not at this particular point. Yeah, because we may well have been the first to arrive because we've got a nice short journey. Yeah. Because Stagthorn is ridiculously um, close to Varnholt. There, there, are, there are actually other people around, but yeah. you're, you're currently being essentially formally welcomed by... Yeah, sweet. Uh, yes, and you can speak to Varn on screen, speak to him off screen. I, just I'd give like, general update at this point, whatever you desire. I'd like to speak to Varn on screen. <laughs> so you basically ha- are having a sort of light yeah. lunch with him, um, and it's it's... It's a very loose party. There's some light music playing. People are sort of just mingling around the room. And Vaughn will be having a quiet word with you. And probably Tristram in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he, when when you get him more alone, he drops the very formal yeah. aspect of it. Um, and will give you more of a, um, a broad general clapping salute. Yeah. And he says, Caleb, it's good to see, it's good to see you again. Vaughn, likewise... Hey, so I hear you've been having a pretty rough time of it with these centaurs. Yes. Uh, you saw what... You, you saw uh, my you saw my royal council. They're not all here anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. We all lost our high priest in the last... We lost our high priest in the last battle. Part of what remained of the original host. He was a cleric of Aurori and a friend of mine. That's hard. I'm sorry. As for uh, as as for the as 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 for the others, several of the roles several of the roles I never quite found never quite found anyone suitable to fill. I wanted to be careful about giving someone that much power within my kingdom if I didn't know them and trust them well enough. Uh, <clears throat> uh, crazy Ernie, that's that's our treasurer. And yes, he will insist you call them that in any non-diplomat, non, non-particularly formal setting. We met him and we came out here. Uh, Druid has a bear with him. Bizarre, strange man. Talks to himself, talks to trees, talks to animals. Apparently they talk back to him. But, uh, we, we certainly couldn't have taken them. We, we certainly couldn't have explored the place without him in the first place. Lot to be said for staying true to the, um, people you brought in. And Garnak is an assignee from the Church of Gorum, a 
a favour in exchange for some of the capital we took from them in building the kingdom. I can't argue... I, I don't imagine you'll think much of the man himself, but I can't argue with his results. He's been a damn good general. The, um... My, um... My general's a devotee of Gorham as well. It's part of the same deal, and, um... I'd say he's probably more culturally refined than yours, but he's not not an immensely subtle man, but I couldn't have taken the green belt without him. Uh, in terms of the others, Dalman Jot is already here, the warden of Mivon, representing their, representing their group. Ah, yes, good man, that. Um, I'd like to talk to him again. A Dagomark's general has shown up, a strange, strange woman, but interesting. <laughs> I... And expecting a representative of some kind from Fort Drayliff, but they haven't arrived yet. I'm sure that'll be a party. I'm expecting a representative from Pytax, and of likewise, course, really. I'm expecting I'm expecting father and whatever whatever I'm expecting father as part of the delegation from Brevoy, although I expect that will be significantly reduced in scope with the recent news. Aye, so he is go- he is he is going to make itself then. It looks like it's been a bit of a rough. Rough month full of what was one thing and another. As far as I know, he should be here. He would have almost already been on the road by the time the message, by the time the news got out. I think that I think that it will be important for him to be seen to be here, to not be moved by these events. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I can't imagine him letting much stop him in that regard. Congratulations, by the way. I haven't had a chance to say it in person. She's a um. She's a fine woman. I very much appreciate your assistance in this matter. <laughs> I, I personally wouldn't. I personally wouldn't have let her go. But <laughs> she wanted to get training from a um, Eldori sword lord, and um, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly my area of expertise. Yes, she's. Alright, so I, I um, did offer that if she wanted to come back um, at any point, we could find a place for her. But I'd say she's. I fear um, we can't spare her. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you've um, made her a better offer. Lovely woman, uh, remarkably attentive student. She'll do very well as queen. I um, wanted to let you know. Um, I'll be telling Lord Thorne when he gets here as well. As um, I'm in, in, by way of being engaged myself. Oh. Uh, it's, um, Bryn, my um, royal enforcer. Ah, uh, yes, the, the, he's met her before. Yeah. Ah, the wolf girl. That's all anyone gets. Yeah, yeah. Ah, of course. Oh, my congratulations to you then. So. He, he, he looks like he might have something more to say and then just sits on it. Yeah, no, that's right. The um, thinking wheel. Um, We'll be um, married in a couple of months. We'll get the proper invitations organised when we make the announcement and that. Uh, if you've, um, if things are a bit quieter here, which hopefully they will be with this um, meeting you gave the centaurs, um, we'd be very glad if you could come. It's the, um, we're feeling, imagine you're feeling the pressure of time as I am. Ah, uh, yes. The Church of Aristotle, in all fairness, I see the need for it. We've certainly had enough. Um, we've certainly had enough problems around here that a line of establishing a line of succession will be important. Aye, and um, I don't know about you, but um, I've had sufficient wind up my way that it's not um, merely that these regions are unstable. People seem to be deliberately trying to uh, destabilise them. 
My um, high priest was uh, killed a month or so back by um, what seems to have been a paid assassination. He sort of looks over at um, John, who's yeah. come with you. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. The, um, someone dug up an old enemy from his past and sent him down here, but I think it, I think it was an attack on the kingdom. I don't know if there's anyone behind you or centaurs, but wouldn't surprise me if the if, if they wouldn't surprise me. Certainly, the um, the stag lord and the trolls both seem to have been had some outside help. Oh, I I have no doubt that someone was behind Zemek's war quest. Uh, we finally managed to get to the bottom of that fairly recently. It seems that she had an external sponsor of some kind. When we took her down, she was ranting about a woman with green hair. Interesting. So, Hagorka said something very similar in his last moments, and so did the Stag Lord. The Stag Lord had some kind of very troubling relationship with her. I'll spare you the details. Uh, both both said they were um, due to be the true and worthy king. She say anything similar by chance? Queen, obviously, in her case, that she was meant to rule over these lands. The Green Lady had told her so. Yes. Yes, I think we should speak further of this. Aye. And you info dump each other, basically. And yes. he will tell you um, that he has had um, several things similar to yours. Um, so I, I think at this point I'll just give you a general info yeah, no, dump that, that, on that, that that's, that, that, that's more or less... I'll introduce Bryn to him and talk yeah. to him further, but I think that, that, that covers the conversation and character parts. So, basically... Um, Van came down here, started with a comparatively successful expedition. Yeah. Um, didn't get all that much explored before they ran into the centaurs who claimed, you know, they were on their tribal land and should just piss off and die, basically. Yeah. Um, the Which has always been the case, but yeah. um, when they actually established Vanhold, the centaurs got unexpectedly aggressive. Yeah. Um, as a consequence of which, basically, there has been frequent wars here. Yeah. Um, Vaughn has explored about half of the terrain available to him, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, because he's basically had bigger problems and never quite gotten around to it. Yeah. Um, the Norman centaurs have attacked them repeatedly. Um, it has cost them one of their settlements. It has cost them a big chunk of Vaughn hold. Um, it has cost them a couple of armies, and it has cost them two of the councillors. Oof. Um, the so essentially, the the reason he's um, he's he's now looking forward to a future of actually building up the town and not having it burned down. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he they're hoping for a few months, at least a few months of peace and quiet, and the chance to actually build up the kingdom. However, with um. With, with Jumandi joining his side, um, the two of them slew Zemek, the centaur's warrior queen, um, in basically, you know, awesome, heroic, personal combat style of thing. The best way to do it. Um, that she was wearing a green kirtle with a remarkable magical properties style of thing. Yeah. Um, which they identified as being able to put them in contact with... Um, somebody else, as well as actually giving her damage reduction and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it was a, a useful thing as well as a contact point. Yeah. Um, Van has not um, has not yet used it. Yeah. But um, that's essentially what stirred up the sinkholes. 
Yeah. Is the the war the queen has decided that what they should do is go to war yeah. with these humans and overtake their lands. Yeah. Um because essentially it's it's a very similar story to what Grolka was telling you. The lady with green hair has promised them um support that um that the moon uh, as far as he is concerned, um from what Varn understands, the moon commanded it. Yeah. Um, and it was something religious, but he doesn't understand sin or religion. Yeah. But he's never actually sat down with them in any way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has recently had a an actual truce meeting with what remains of their tribe. Yeah. Um, and they are currently basically on a ceasefire, hoping to build an actual peaceful settlement. Yeah. Wherein they can maintain the bottom quarter of the map style of thing. And, on the uh, on the basis that the centaurs have presumably had the shit kicked out yes, of them yes, by this too, because I mean. They can't possibly have been prepared to take a massive. Um, even if they've been building armies and things, it must have taken the uh, kicked shit out of their population base. But so that, I think it will take the heart out of them quite thoroughly to have slain Zemek. She was by far and away the greatest warrior, and we took this from them. And he produces um, or shows you rather hanging in the town hall. There is this magnificent-looking dark wood bow, yeah, um, inscribed with a bunch of runes in. Um, in Elvish, actually, which um, a sort of people here can read for you. Yeah. Um, this is Skybolt, the oh, treasure cool. of the centaur people style of thing. This yeah. mighty composite longbow, essentially. Yeah. Um, that is probably worth a pretty billion gold pieces. Yeah. Caleb will admire it. Yeah. Yes, he will bring it down and show you. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. It's actually a stronger pull than Vaughn can muster, although not, I think, a stronger pull than you can muster. Got a plus three. Uh, so it is, in fact, slightly faster yeah. yours. Yeah. But but you're stronger than him, because he's yeah. a dex, more dexy fighter. Yeah, so Caleb will whistle. Um, uh, blimey. That's um, that's quite the bow. But yeah, so the, the story he gives you is similar to the problems you've had with Hagrolka, just with different people. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like instead of, like, two separate weaker foes, he's had one stronger foe, which is why he's gotten so more... Uh, the piss kicked out of him so much more thoroughly. Correct. Because I mean, imagine if we if we had been facing Kagrolka from the get go rather than the stag lord, yeah, who was a more us sized foe, we wouldn't have been able to kick him out, and he would have hung around and just caused problems all through year two and three. Which is pretty much what's happened to him. Not that Kagrolka didn't cause problems all through year two and three, but he was not the same kind he would if he'd already been established. And yeah. Yes. So we'll compare notes and fill him in. I will let him know what happened, at least in broad outline, what happened when I tried the um, uh, tr- uh, tried using the green thing, just so he's got some context. Yep. <laughs> you mean I could be king forever? You said. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, bet. Yeah. <laughs> I really doubt that's what he says. Um, and he will basically tell you that um, it's it's a couple of days to go to the actual wedding ceremony. They're going to have very much a village um, a village fete with um, assorted games and things of that. Awesome! Sort of, um. <laughs> An expression of naked relief crosses Kalen's face at the prospect of village fete as opposed to yeah. fancy ball. Yeah, he says it's it's not it's not what I would have wanted. By this point, I would have preferred to have had a castle, had a proper ball, had a proper ball, and that sort of thing in it. But 
we have to make do with what we we have to make do with what we have. Jumandi understands the political realities as such that we need to marry now. She's a very smart woman. Yeah, I and I know the um, I know the kingdoms had some bad times, but you're still here. That's the main thing. The, there's plenty of time to build on what you have. All right. And yes, um, village fete. Hey, I get my drinking contest. So essentially, there's going to be the the village fete or fete. Fete. I, I don't know how. Fete. I know how you spell it. I yep. just don't know how for you pronounce it. So there's, there's going to be this this village, um, basically day of festival sort yeah. of thing, um, with the wedding itself as one of the events within it. Yeah. Um, and all these different people showing up. So I think we'll essentially just be running this as a lengthy montage, so you can jump from scene to scene to scene in whatever order you desire. Sounds fine. Um, so at this point, it's four forty-five. Yep. So I wonder if we want to stop there for the moment, so I can. Um, Get organised, cook tea. We can get little, little bubbin, we can be prepared to get little bubbins up. Yep. If you want, I keep going for some particular scene. I'd be happy to, but um, I'm just thinking this might we might be heading towards a good stopping place. Uh, well, we will have a a small dramatic point here. Then, yep. Um, that the one of the one of the guards comes in, um, comes over, um, you know, waves waves the two of you down for a moment, um, and. Interrupts to speak to Van and leans over and says to him, "The representative from Pi- the representative from the kingdom of Pyfax has arrived." And Van says, "Up, oh, by all means, you know, bring them in." Mm-hmm. Sort of assembles his group around him again, um, and what comes in um, is a bunch of miscellaneous sort of servants and things. There's presumably guards with them, yeah. but they remain outside, obviously. Um, and the thing that walks in is not a person; um, it is, in fact. It appears to be a moving statue of some kind, um, dressed like built, dressed in actual clothing, and built like a live Eldori swordsman, with a sort of solid stone blade essentially built off the creature. It is some sort of golem, um, and it walks in. Um, it does actually look very vaguely like first, yeah. definitely quite different in many ways. Yeah, but um, and. It walks in, gives the proper salute and a much deeper bow and that sort of thing, and says, "This unit bring this this unit brings compliments. This unit brings compliments of Pytax to King Van Thorn on his upcoming wedding. It regrets that Lord Cast- it, it regrets that King Castruccio Rivetti is unable to attend, but the needs of his own kingdom must take precedence at this time. I am I am thirty eighth. I will represent Pytax at this wedding. Click." Steps back. There is no need for further small talk. <laughs> it actually stares there. Yes. Awesome. And steps back to just kind of stand there. Yeah. So yes, thirty-eighth is the representative of Pytax. Okay. <laughs> and the the conclusion is kind of inevitable. Here. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone in your party will look at it, think of first, and go, "Huh." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely need to have a chat with all 38. <laughs> and we will leave that there for the yes. Okay, so we're at a party. Yep. So, specifically, um, you... That's right, the robot, and a robot just showed up. Yes. 
38 has just appeared. Yes. Um, wherein he walks in, makes his formal presentation of himself on behalf of Pytex Devan. Yeah. Um, and then stands in the corner. Yeah. Okay, so um, I want to go talk to him, but I'll wait until, you know, the Vanhold guys have had the yep. first crack given that, you know, he's actually an emissary between Pytex and their kingdom. Yep, yep. I, won't, I won't muscle in on that conversation. Maester Pedron approaches him. The conversation is short and pretty brief. Maester, you see Master Pedron says several unrelated things to him. The golem just nods slightly and says two or three words. There's a pause. Pedron talks at great length. The golem just stares at him. Pedron goes, Bye. And exits. Yep. Um. So we'll um go up to thirty eight. Yeah. It looks you up and down for a moment. Clank. Hail Kalen, King of Stagthorn. Uh Hail thirty eight. Is that the correct way to address you? Thirty eight is 38th. the student's designation. Are there in fact thirty eight of you? It just stares at you. Right. Uh, that information. No. So, in fact, no, it won't stare at you because it's been sent as the diplomatic ambassador. So, you ask it that, it looks at you for a moment. That information is of no relevance. I'm just um, curious. Curiosity is irrelevant. <coughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's what it leads out with. I think I may have seen someone like you somewhere else. Yeah, okay, that's alright. Thank you for your time. You are welcome. Um, as I leave, I'm going to try and get a squeeze at the back of his neck. Yeah. Does it in fact have 38 written on it? Because first has first written on it. Uh, it does, in fact. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to hole up with my team, as um, in case anyone has a better idea about how to approach the situation. Yep. Okay, that thing has way less personality than first does. Either that, or he's under orders to be less forthcoming. I can't say I'm not this much difference. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. That it seems very likely then that first is one of Pytex's lost golems, which was kind of our theory anyway. Uh, yes, it's Tristan, very possibly. Although one would think that chronologically they would advance in capacity rather than decrease. I mean, thirty-eight was presumably built after first. Well, yes, it or does. at the least at the same time. It does seem like a logical conclusion, yeah. But on the other hand, maybe they ran into trouble with the first. I mean, he was the first model. Maybe he was too advanced. Maybe they didn't want him to go off and do whatever he thought was best. First is a sentient golem. This 38th is, is incredibly advanced. Its, it's creator must be a genius, but... It's not, uh, to use the completely incorrect phrasing, but something you'll understand, it's not as alive as first. 
That was what I that was what I thought too. I mean, it's got some of the same communication habits, but it, it's I mean it's not it, it can obviously think to an extent and make decisions and such, but it's I, I mean maybe he got more independent as he went along, but maybe and he just started out smarter. They sound the two of them sound pretty much much the same. Yeah, well, which the GM you know, probably can't do it correctly. Yeah, yeah, but, no, that's um, right. You know, 38's voice is, is a little bit different, but it's it's that, you know, people who sound like their father style of thing. If you yeah. listen hard enough, you can probably hear the difference, but... What about, um... What about the way they look? Like, you see it wasn't exactly the same appearance-wise as first, no. but it's got kind of... It looks vaguely Eldori sword lordy, and it's got a sword which is kind of a block, so it does sound a bit like first. I will... By um, any of knowledge arcana, which is the golem stat, um, yep. engineering, sweet, or actually artistry style, engineering. Like if you had points in sculpture or what have you. Yeah, um, fourteen. Okay, so and I would certainly welcome Tristram making a um. You'll get different information because yours is aesthetic. Yeah, his is um informative. Because I'd like to know if they were made at the same time or subsequently or whatever, or by the same people even. Um. So, your guess is that they haven't been made at the same time. Yeah. Um. Thirty eighth to your mind looks more advanced. The, the style is still that same um, innate function, in, innately functionally useful human-sized thing. Yeah. I mean, you can make golems enormously huge, but for whatever reason, presumably, there, presumably there's some logic behind the creator choosing to make them human-sized as opposed to hulking behemoths. Well, the thing is, if he wants to use them for anything like this... You know, making them door-smashing yeah. guys wouldn't actually be particularly... I mean, yeah, yeah, if the, the, the 38 can walk in through a door, whereas a golem would have to smash its way in, which isn't subtle for your diplomatic emissary. Um, if, if he wants to use them for anything other than the traditional goal of duty of guarding and smashing. You you haven't really got well enough to identify like the, anything remotely close to the gap of time or anything like that involved yeah. in here. But um, your interpretation as 38 was built after... And physical design-wise is an improvement. He's just generally a bit sleeker, a little bit quicker. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. So I will pass this along. At which point, I would guess that if they lost some of their techniques for making them intelligent as they went along, or much more likely, they decided to make them a bit less independent. I mean, it was all. Uh, Tristan pointed out. It was a very do- odd decision making independent golems in the first place when most everyone else just uses. makes really thick ones so they can count on them to do exactly what they're told. Yes. I wonder if. I wonder if you ran into design problems with first. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but Castruccio Vetti, uh, the, the clockwork king, as they call him, is, is supposed to be a genius behind this. It's very possible he's simply the face of it and someone else further in his court, but 
I, I think we can all agree, having looked at the two of them, they were both made by the same person, the same individual. That kind of beggars belief. There's two folks out around there churning out um, such unusual golems to almost exactly the same design. Well, what do we do with this information now? I I cannot say I'm keen. Says Colin to uh, to leave one to leave one of Pytax's king's agents sitting in our council. Well. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's thinking it. I'm just saying it. <laughs> but we know he's not working for Pytax anymore. He's lost at malfunctioning and has forgotten his memories and the like. Yes, says Michaela, who always thinks like this. But uh, you, you say these things are programmed, Tristan? That they have... Uh, a set of underlying commands. Oh, yes, yes, a, a purpose, uh, an innate desire to uh, obey the creator's commands, that sort of thing. So is it possible, then, that he still retains some sort of uh, substructure in in his programming? Uh, commands that he may not be aware of, that he may comply with if instructed to? Oh, well, uh, certainly, sisters, there's, there's no way of telling without seeing it in action, though. I mean, so, I think we have to let him know of his past and find out what he wants to do about it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend in his shoes that he go back to Pytax, but I think it's his decision. Obviously, if he does that, he doesn't stay on the council, but otherwise, well... The thing of it is, there's magic that could make any of us follow somebody else's commands. We've run into it a time or two ourselves. Aye, that's to be true. That's cool, I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't bring him, but it's not something we have to... Um, and the other one is that there may be diplomatic implications with Pytax if they find out where he is. I think, Michaela, looking at the situation and based on, based on the, uh, I, I've been talking, I've been talking about some of the servants that came with the Pytaxian party, based on their uh, winning present of rather small monetary value versus Pytax's net domestic income, I would guess that his presence here is, if not quite a diplomatic, if if not quite a diplomatic insult. Certainly, a diplomatic a diplomatic necessity. He is simply here to fulfil a very basic role, as if uh, no one more important could be spared for merely Varn's wedding. The name thirty eight does not conjure importance. Mm. So I'm sorry, I don't know if I've expressed that well, but. Her feeling is basically Pytax feel that they have to send somebody for the sake of diplomatic relations. But they don't it. care enough to send anyone important, so they've sent the golem. 
which, depending on your point of view, is is either an insult if we've deliberately sent you a golem instead of a person. But that would depend on their internal politics and that sort of thing. Or, you know, we've just sent you a thing to Mm. fill in. As it certainly suggests they don't care very much about the relationship, but it yeah. may not be a deliberate calculated insult. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vanling host is, is nothing to Pytax. It's not their neighbour in any meaningful way. Mm. It it doesn't threaten them in any meaningful way. It doesn't trade with them. The, the relationship there is just, it's your neighbour's neighbour's neighbour. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas we actually, do we actually have a border with Pytax? We don't, do we? It's Dreyliv, Mivon, and... Um, Where's your Vanon. fabulous map? Mm-hmm. I know this keeps coming up and I never get it right, so that's why we drew the map in the first mm-hmm. place. And it was an excellent decision. Alright, so... We've got Vanholes, Stagthorn, Dreyliv, Mivon, Pytax. So we don't quite have a border with them. But we're a lot closer than Varnhold. Yeah. You, you, Dreylev has a border with them. Dreylev and you literally sit, and Grolton literally sit between Varn and um, Pytax. So yeah. Any sort of conception of, like, say, invading them would have to come through both kingdoms. Yeah. Which is both A, pretty unlikely, and B, pointless. Yeah. You can see why the Iron Wraiths were the one that they took most personally, given that's not their direct border. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not you believe it was Wyverns, they they clearly sent a pretty strong message saying, you know, there shouldn't be any more expeditions over here. Alright, so, um... I think for the moment there's not necessarily a great deal to be done from that perspective. I mean, we need to deal with some stuff with first when we get back. Yep. 38 certainly doesn't seem to push the point in any way. He literally just sits there. Anyone who approaches him has pretty similar conversations. Mm-hmm. He He's clearly capable of making the most rudimentary of yes, no small talk, but it's, it's like talking to Siri. Mm. It just kind of mirrors back at you things. So, um, maybe um, we could have some quiet words, I flick in Mikhail's direction, with his servants, see if we can find out a bit more about what they know about what's going on in the... Yep. About yep. golems. I mean, it can't be an unusual topic of conversation with people who arrive with a golem. Yep. At that point, it's it's a gather information check, basically. That's what I'm fishing over, for. Over the next, you know, day or so. You yeah. Um, um, not necessarily in terms of rolling it now, because it sort of depends, you know, what actually happens over the next day or so, but... Um, uh, no, no, that, that'll be fine. Oh, then yes, I would like... Dramatic is happening. I am... Um, I'm happy to roll and assist, but, you know... I kind of feel like Michaela's going to have enough problem yeah. chatting up the servants now, without me helping. You're you're automatically at a higher DC for this because uh, pretty much like your 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 own guys have also been given instructions to not you know yabber too freely about what your own kingdom is up to. Yeah, it's just it, the the rudimentary basics of political diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you don't. You probably don't care if Pytax know you're building the temple to Aristotle per se, but nor is it your job to tell them. It's yeah, their job yeah. to find out, style of thing. On top of that, do you want to take the minus five penalty 
to um, not um, make it obvious that you're asking? Uh, yes, alas. So yep. we'll just risk not finding out anything. Yep. Okay. Kayla will roll gather information for you. Yep. And you may attempt to assist her. Yep. Ooh. Uh, so be a. I made her assist check successfully. 20 minus 5 is 15. Counting the minus 5. Plus 2 is 17. Go, go, spy Kayla. I'm never calling her that again. I'm sorry, Mikhail. Does whatever a spy Kayla can. <laughs> can she ask questions? Kind of. She's got some ranks and gather information. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible and, you know, now I can't get it back out of my head. But hopefully one day I'll be able to. And on that day I'll know peace again. So the the key thing we're sort of looking for is what what the deal is with thirty eighth and the golems generally, as far as Pytax people know, because presumably they know a lot more yep. than we do. Yep. So Michaela asks, um, and you ask a few questions surreptitiously about yeah. this. Um, generally playing sort of the slack jawed yokels. Oh, what's that thing? You know, yeah, it's not yeah. a person. Oh, yeah. I'm a dumb half walk. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, Michaela's method is much more subtle. She will actually disguise herself as one of the Pytaxian servants. Oh, classic. And go bop around with them. Yeah. Um, because she has the conversation with you when this Pytaxian servant comes up to you and says, you know, excuse me, sir, you know, would you like a drink? And Michaela says, you know, oh, right, you know come this way and we'll, yeah. we'll have this brief conversation about this. Um, so what she will discover is um, that... Uh, they they have been sent um, as as generic you know diplomatic servitor style thing. Unsurprisingly, thirty eight doesn't actually need his hair done or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the guard is also pretty much for show. Yeah. You know, although you know, yeah, thirty eight. If he if even if he's better than first, he's presumably not as tough as a traditional golem because you know yeah, only yeah. half the size and things. Well, so you know, there's a lot of stuff between here and um, Vine, yeah, yeah. between Vinehold and Pytax that could randomly encounter him. Yeah, so presumably does they don't actually want him <laughs> to have a lot, you know cheap cheap diplomatic aid or not, they presumably don't actually want him to be eaten by a wyvern between here and Pytax. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you will find from the servants um, that Pytax as a kingdom has about 30 of these these things Um, they are known as the Pytax they are known as the Pytaxian honor guard um, or much more informally the clockwork guard Um, their, their official name however is the Pytaxian honor guard um, there is about there, there is about thirty of them, and they think on the low end of thirty. Um, they seem to be missing a lot of the. They, they they know they identify by numbers, but no one you talk to has really seen anyone below about ten or so. Right, so they don't have two or three or anything like that. Um, no, and they're they're all named like first. They're first, second, third, eleventh, yeah. twentieth. Of course, that's why 38th rather yes, than 38. 38th. Not 38. Yes. For the same reason, first is first instead of one. Yeah, it's just a subtlety that, um. Yeah. No, that's alright. Last on tired brains. Well, less that and more, much more obvious when you're in the, in the below 10 digits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the difference between third and first, uh, third and three is pretty profound. Um, the running assumption is that King Castruccio Rovetti. 
the clockwork king um, yep. who constructed these things. Um, the guy is described as being um, physically rather personality wise like Doctor Doom. Yeah. Like he wears bizarre clockwork sort of magic y armor yep. that, that covers him entirely. Um, there are a string of endlessly lurid stories about how under there he's an undead or has horrible scars from when assassins tried to kill him as a child style of yeah. thing. Or that his father decapitated him. You know, yep. trying to take the throne, and now there's nothing but a headless figure in there, etc. Yeah. etc. Et e- each one, you know, more ludicrous than the last. If any yeah. of them have any truth, you don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. You know, sometimes a suit is just a suit. I mean, the Jade Regent wore Jade armor all the time, and it was pretty much just because he liked yeah. it too, rather than because but, he was actually some kind of but. But think steampunk. Or physically mutant. Think steampunk Doctor Doom, and you're yeah. about there physically. Cool. Um, on the other hand, it does suggest the guy is at least moderately nutso. Thereby, the running assumption is that he created these things. Yeah. Although nobody has anything more specific on that. Yeah. Um, nobody's ever seen him do it. Nobody knows how he does it. There, there could certainly be someone else in the shadows doing it. They could be getting supplied from somewhere else. These guys just um, don't... If they have that level of information, you can't wheedle it out of them. Um, but the the Pythagorean honor guard are primarily Irovetti's, um guards, yeah, and sort of enforcers and that sort of thing. Although they are sent out on a wide variety of odd jobs, like this one, yeah. Uh, Pythagorean also does actually have a council, yeah, made made up of by and large actual people, yeah. So the um. It would certainly be a logical conclusion that I protect what matters most may have been either Pytax or Rivetti yeah. at one stage. Yeah. Yes, Before um, he took all that damage. Yeah, among other things, they also include um, the. They're, they're also personal bodyguards to the king, because unsurprisingly, they don't eat, they don't sleep, they're great for the job. Yeah, yeah. They can't be seduced, bribed, etc., etc. Yeah. I think he'd be better off with ones like first than. Um, Someone of 38's mental acuity. Yeah, and and the people here... Um, but then if they're supplementing a regular bodyguard as opposed to replacing a regular bodyguard, then they're yeah, probably he's, pretty he's, useful. He's, he's certainly also got large numbers of... Because Pytax is huge and has an actual big castle and all the rest of it. He's certainly got a bunch of actual humans, you know, as servants and bodyguards and yeah. army men and all that sort of thing as well. It's all about the castle. Everyone, pay, well, That's all everyone pays attention to. Did you build the castle? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that uh, that is about the size of what you can figure out. Um, the descriptors you get of the the honor guard, nobody's ever seen one below about tenth, and um, that they all appear to be functionally identical. Yeah. So all the new ones are um, about the same. Thirty so eighth is largely indistinguishable from thirtieth. From, t- from um, 12th or whatever. As far as they can tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible they see Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they all look the same. They may literally all look the same. Okay, that's cool. That's very helpful. Yep. Alright, so we will certainly have to have a conversation with the person when we get back. But it's kind of nice to know what is going on with them a bit more. Even if it's not, you know, super reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will actually have a bit of a chat with Tristram yep. about First's 
programming. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, given the amount of damage that he sustained, you know, what are the odds that someone would be able to reactivate him, essentially? Uh, Tristan has absolutely no method of telling you. Yeah. It's, the thing is, it's magic, not science, so there's no way you can take him apart and actually look at his code yeah. style of thing. Um, theoretically, you, theoretically, you could take him apart right down to the basis level and work out how he's constructed and what his programs are and that sort of thing. But Tristan is completely unconfident in his ability to put him back together again. So it's like da- it's like data. Yeah, <laughs> you know you can take him apart and figure out how some type Android works, but you might not be yeah, able to get that particular sort of Android. You're talking about specific again. things. Here you need ranks in like craft golem. Yeah. So that's basically without someone who actually has golem abilities. Yeah. Tr- Tristan is highly intelligent and thinks that he might might be able to take him apart. He's very confident he would not be able to put first back together again. Yeah. So actually we're looking at a skill set that quite possibly Uruvesi is the only one in the River Kingdoms who possesses. Uh, Or at least like him and like... It could be even more esoteric than that. It's very possible Uruvesi is the only person on this continent that possesses that level of skill. Yeah. Although it's always possible, you know, given it's the clockwork, given Pytax... That yep. there's like 12 guys in Pytex who can do it and just Pytex. Yeah. <laughs> At least to the extent of mending them. Assuming Uruvati is building them, I wouldn't be surprised to learn he's the only one who can. And to be honest, I think he probably is just because, um, you know, it, it, it may well just be a, a pose on his part, but if you're going to be that weird, it seems like it's, weird it's actually comes logic, with some ability. It's certainly a logical conclusion, although... Um, Michaela will point out that, you know, the face-covering suit is actually great if you want to play figurehead instead of king because the real Rivetti could be that random guy over there Yeah. Well, Bob is sitting in the suit waving his arms and making royal decrees. For that matter, the um, clockwork suit could actually be a golem. Yes, yes, quite easily. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly solve the if assassination. If he can construct one that's sufficiently intelligent, then um, he can clearly yeah. do that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, either he can put, like, some kind of vocabulary sort of thing into it so he can talk through it, or, um, you know, make one that's intelligent enough to pass for him in state occasions and only replace it some of the time or whatever. Yeah. But it certainly solves the problem of, oh, no, someone assassinated the king. Yep, the king is broken. We'll definitely have to get a mechanic on that king. <laughs> and then you just say, no, my clockwork armor is really, really good. That's why. Okay, so that was a, that was exciting. Pytax brings brings a party. Yep. So um, it, you know, we find this out over the next day or so. But meantime, just kind of continue socialising. Yep. The next one you'll have up at this little gathering is Garnack Bone Picker coming to talk to you. Oh, sweet. Um, Van, Van, the Vanling host is general. Yeah. And you you're just sort of chatting. Having a nice conversation with Jumandi about what she's been up to here, yeah. which is unsurprisingly pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, oh, I um, wanted to at least tell her congrats. I, yep. I, I would like to do that in character, at least for a few sentences. Yep, you have me. So, um, congratulations. Thank you. Are you, um, I don't know, excited? Is this, uh, is this all, is this what you wanted? Is this something that you were happy about? It is a little faster than I had expected, but we have external political pressures. 
no, I no, understand I, these things. Yes, yes, I understand that. And more importantly, Van has agreed that he will keep training me. Ah, yes, yes, I see. See, that's the <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, this is not a couple who are deeply in love. Yeah. You know, at most, they mutually respect each other. Yeah, but, you know, it could grow to be more. It could. Yeah, so at that which point I will just sort yeah. of, you know, engage Jumandi in conversation. Probably tell her about the whole thing, how the whole thing with the Grolka went down and yeah, catch yeah, up. she listens. Uh, trade, trade tales versus taking down the Centaur Queen yeah, with Vance, style of thing. The news largely hasn't reached her beyond you've won, because it's actually yeah. been very little time. Yeah, yeah. And as, as you're having this conversation, there's the big staggering slap uh, on the back. Yeah. And... and I, I, I think uh, I would like to declare that even taken by surprise, Kaelin yep. doesn't noticeably stagger yep. because Kaelin. Oh, Kaelin. So you're the other half walk around these parts. Garnak. Garnak, bone picker. Good to meet you. Big arm, <sighs> big arm, pro- yep. big manly arm class. Yeah, he gives you, like, the squeeze yep. style of thing. Yeah. Um. So, you're the one they call king over there, huh? How'd you get that gig? Pretty sweet. Yeah, 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 ain't bad. <laughs> it, it was, um, me and a few others looking around the, um, uh, coming down to explore this bit of the green belt, and I was the, I was the one that volunteered for the job. Ah. Uh-huh. I heard it was supposed to be Vaughn's little runt of a brother, but that you beat the crap out of him and took it off him. <laughs> Good on you, slap. <laughs> okay, I see Vaughn's point. Nay, nay. Uh, he didn't want it. Sure, sure, sure. He nods, yeah, didn't, wa- didn't want it. He gives big air quotes. <laughs> I, I understand. I've been here, I've, I've been doing this gig for a while. I understand politics outside of the church. <laughs> So, I hear you've um, taken care of some central problems down here. Oh, little hoof humpers keep coming. I had to fight them again and again and again. The bastard is they can run away really fast. Of course, they don't run so fast when you hobble them. <laughs> yeah, I think I can see where this is going. Bryn's like, hmm, wince. Yeah. Tristan hears this and just like, no, so sad, the centaurs. <laughs> Yeah, I like Centaurist. <laughs> yeah, Kaelin's probably not quite so Centaurist. <laughs> so, you like a bit of a scrap then? I do. <laughs> Gonna get in the grand melee? Oh, sweet. Is there a 2 and a coming up? Uh, it's a, this is this is Vaughn's show. We'll get in a few fights. I'll say one thing for him. He may fight like a bit of a prancing ballet dancer. But he's not all. He's not all girl. <laughs> hey, you don't don't knock Van style. He um knocked me ass over tea kettle when I um first got recruited to work for his dad. I'm sure it would shock you to learn this guy has a double handed grey hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm stunned. <laughs> oh, in fact, no, he doesn't actually. Sorry, orcish double axe. Ah, yeah. But still, big honking axe. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what was that you said to him? I said don't knock Van's style. He knocked me ass over key kettle when I first um uh, uh, rec- when it, when I first um, got hired by his dad. Uh, He's fast. So I don't have anything to worry about in the melee then. 
thought you might be a little stronger than that. I hear stories, but I guess that's all they are. Slap. <laughs> we'll see. Jalen <laughs> will give him a look. <laughs> not often you see half orcs. Not often you see half orcs in positions like this. Most of them feel like they need to whimper and apologise for what they are, embrace their human half, that sort of thing. Not behave like a good proper orc. I mean, uh, we can't help what we were born as. It's not our fault we've got some human in there screwing up the works. <laughs> I think you and I see that a trifle differently. Who'd you, what did you grow up with? Humans uh, or orcs? Little puling village full of tiny, weak human teenagers. Uh, I could twist both their arms around, it, around their back and hold them with two fingers. Now, the orc tribes... Uh, out Belkin way. Have you ever seen any of them? They're mighty, strong, tough. Don't take no crap from anyone. Raid what they wanted. Hell of them all. Ah, slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where I grew up. Ah. <laughs> and and you still ended up like this. I uh, well, Barbara. Oh <laughs> Barbarism doesn't look so good when you've had enough of a taste of it. No. Give me proper military discipline any day. <laughs> I think that's because you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Believe me, I've been the general of this army for a few years now. I know a thing or two about proper military discipline. It's called making the ruts do what you want. Huh? The only thing that keeps them from breaking. You ever seen a centaur charge? You'd piss yourself and run the other way. The last... Um, all right, at that point, I'm going to um, clap him on the back. Mate, in the last week and a half, I personally decapitated a troll king and took down an inn. And with only Tristram to help help me, we took down an albear the size of a building. I'm not scared of your centaur charge. (laughs) Good man. We'll get you out there next time. The little peace-loving blighters come for a treaty. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I've got a general taste into yeah, that yeah. now. And and he will, you know, get called away. Vaughn Va- sort of observes this happening. Yeah. And then, uh, General Bonepicker, can yeah. I have you over here? Ah, I've got to go. Style. Gives you the handshake, and he, he's exactly that sort of jockey yeah. guy who wants to squeeze your hand as hard yeah. as you can to see if you win football. He does, not yeah. thing. Which you're welcome to play his game or not, as you like. No, sort of. He's annoying me now. I'll, I'll go for. I'll, I'll go for seeing who wins this first. Yeah. Uh, can you make me? Um, it's actually less about your strength and more about your intimidate. Right. It's cool. Because you're both obviously reasonably strong. Yeah. It's how hard you can squeeze without making the other guy think you've got anywhere close to your strength yet. It's I can keep doing this for another twenty minutes. Yeah. Twenty-two. You know, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Both hands, sets of knuckles are going kind of white here. You sort of. Oh well, got got to go. Yeah, <laughs> pulls out. Yeah, and and gives up on that one and walks yeah. away. Good man, good man. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn, having, you know, heard all this yeah. from halfway across the room, huh? just appears next to you. Is that what you grew up with? 
Nay, not quite. But I gotta say, now I'm kind of thinking maybe it's not such a bad thing being the only half orc in the room all the time. <laughs> Bells and orcs talk a bit less and stab a bit more. <laughs> no, they'd um, you wouldn't catch you wouldn't catch one of them being able to stomach a party like this for more than <laughs> they'd be um, they'd just be in here to kill people. <laughs> but <laughs> I I gotta say I'm, I'm a little embarrassed right now. Oh boy. Got the half of your species. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm really like, whoever he talks to, I'm gonna be like standing behind that guy going, no, no, not me, not me. <laughs> Alright, right, so I take it back, Barnes. Barnes clearly more of a diplomat. Still, super, I, I've got new, I've got my, my, my appreciation for Akaros's advanced tenfold. I never realised what a, you know, tactful diplomatic sort he was <laughs> as compared to other people's generals. Is, is there anyone else you are expecting? Um, yeah, sorry, is there anything else you want to achieve in this particular um, setup? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. So, we then cut through basically um, the, the weddings a couple of days from now on the basis that you can't rely on people showing up on yay date. Yeah, yeah. Because of the roads, the weather, the travel. Yeah, yeah. The monsters, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the next day, um, two more people will, two more expeditions will show up. Yeah. Um, one of them from Mivon, led by Darman Jot, the other half orc. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's not going to like Bone Picker very much either. <laughs> he's Mr. Discipline, as I recall. Um, and. Uh, he is the Warden of Mivon, representing Mivon here. Yep. Which is actually, um, unlike 38, you know, uh, by, based on the Kale's interpretation, a fairly legitimate um, representative. Yeah. Like, Rasseline would be kind of very, um, very over. over okay, yeah, it'd, it'd, be pretty, it'd be a pretty dramatic gesture of friendship to send her out to these tiny little pocket kingdoms. And also, um,. The thing is that we know that they're prepared to put some effort in because they sent him to um, my founder's day, yeah. even though it was a village founder's day. Yeah. You, you know, back then we really were a tiny little village, and they still actually sent one of their councillors. Um, and he will come and um, catch up with you. Yeah. And talk to you about what's been going on and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Um, you are um, in- informally notified at this point by by Mivon um, of their intent to set up a city in that three river hex that you gave them. Oh, cool! Um, they they haven't done it yet, nor are they officially telling you they're doing it. Yeah, Dalman's just passing it along quietly. Cool. Um, but that's sweet. That means there'll be something. That's actually it potentially it might not actually work out so bad giving them the territory because that's kind of a major. You know, we already have trading relations with them, but it'll certainly build it up. Particularly once I connect a road down there, which I was already planning to do. Later that day, um, Daggermark's party shows up. Yep. Um, That's right. They're the ones... I don't think I've had any... This will be my first contact with them. Because they... Yes, I believe it is. They they didn't send anybody to the... Um, and everybody else, that, which was you know fair enough because itty bitty. But actually, Pytax didn't either. Move on with the only big kingdom that made the effort. But 
no, that's... Right, so yes, Dagomart's party shows up. Yep. Um, and go and see Barn first, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, naturally. You you see them coming in. Um, it is a, a moderate party about about your size, um, led by whom you were told is Dagomart's general, Yagrina Varadu. Um, and she is really incongruously a little old woman, like huh. bent over a cane. She must be 90 if she's a day. Appears to be human. Yeah. Little old wizened classic old lady style yeah. thing. And she's the general of their armies, apparently. But they do have a habit of losing like all their wars. No, that's that's Grolton you're thinking of. Oh, Dagmark right. of the Assassins. Oh right. Well maybe they seek for qualities other than no, maybe she's not really a ninety year old woman. Maybe that's just what she wants people yeah, to but think. But she's not right the spy master, she's the general. Yeah. Well that's what they say she is. And she goes to see Vaughn, um, makes nice with him, um, and then proceeds to go around to all the other groups and meet with them as well, yeah. um, including you. Just a second. He's <laughs> accomplished. Huh? Victory is mine. Uh, so she will come in to see you, um, and... Well, basically, send a uh, servant runner ahead to say that gen- you know, General Varadu would like to meet with you at the yeah, convenience. Yeah. Yes, that's all acceptable. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And she pretty much comes into. Um, I, I think Van, rather than putting everyone up in the same inn, will put will have basically laid out a field for tents and things. Sweet. Um, making it easier for you to all have your own isolated pockets. Yeah, because I imagine we have some pretty classy tents being yeah. a king delegation, so we can just stay on those. Yeah, um, speaking of someone else who didn't manage to put up an inn before the first um, delegation yeah. set the door. They, they've they've got the a town hall, so they can actually have meetings in it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I envy their town, town hall. hall envy. Yeah, I do have town... They've got some great buildings. It's a shame they can't get them to tell me what the what they have with that post that they gave to his kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. Because no. Vaughn doesn't understand it in terms of, yeah, I felt like our economy went up by, oh, about four... Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> She will come in to see you, um, and she gives you a, a sort of suitable bow. And says to you, Your Majesty, uh, King, King Kalen, I am General Yagrina Varadu, although Eugenia is fine. It's nice to meet you. I've heard such good things. Well, that's very nice of you to say, General Varadu. Um, I'm most happy to speak to you. Word has reached us that you won your war recently against this monstrous, the monstrous trolls coming up from the south. Aye, we, t- we um, took care of them with a bit of aid from Mivon. Uh, a pleasure to see it. It's been a while since I've had any real experience in a war. Um, Dagomark has famously um, pretty much never gone to war with anyone. Yeah. Um, they are a centre of economic trade who have their fingers in everyone's pockets. I'm just going to put this map out for the moment yeah. because it's just so relevant. Right, they're all the way over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, so Grolton are the ones who lose the wars. Yeah, Grolton... Right, are the creepy clockwork ones. Dagomark are the assassins. And Mervon have the badass queen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Belkin. Right, and they're on the border with Belkin. Yes. Belzin. So you'd think that they'd be fighting... They'd at least be contending with Orcrags and the like. You'd think. 
But um, uh, keep keep in mind they're not necessarily directly on the border of Belkin. This is just the relevant yeah, so map d- of people around you. No, right, yes, I see. And then um, Arisen, right? So and then Arisen's that way. Which one's Oslov? So Arisen is fantasy Russia. Oslov yep. is fantasy Transylvania. Right. Good to know. And Belkin. I don't think it's fantasy anywhere. It's it's orc and giant land. Yeah, it's orc and giant land. Yeah, no, I've, I've got a good handle on Belzum. Huh? Yeah, at least a moderately good handle. Canapesh below is, of course, um, Arabian Nights land. Yeah, but there's actually a big sea. Yes, yeah, right. Yes. So the Canapesh is actually quite a bit to the south. Yes. Yeah, so so Dagomark um, are basically an economic power who have backed that with um, squads of fairly effective assassins style of thing. Cool. Um, so people don't. Fuck with them. Yeah, good for them. Um, so, this other Rilla Kingdoms, is this like the guys that didn't get names because they don't last long enough? Pretty much, yeah. It's just, it's just um, a war zone? Well, it's it's the same situation that you're in. Um, as in, there are a bunch of new kingdoms who are continuously rising and falling. Yeah. Or who are <laughs> so small that, you know... Welcome to the Kingdom of Harren. You know, you can walk from one side of it to the other within yep. a day flat. Yeah. But it's totally a legitimate kingdom. Oh, crap, we got conquered by our neighbours. Yeah. Now we've got Harren Day, which is two fields, not one field, yeah. so you should be very impressed. And also, frankly, you know, you've probably... There's, there's like eight kingdoms on the map already. Yeah, that's enough, enough to keep, to keep track of. That's enough to keep track of. I'm perfectly happy with... Nobody from there is going to be doing things. Uh, Grolton aren't expected to send anyone to this little shindig. Uh, they have a bad habit of starting wars when they go to diplomatic meetings. Are they the ones that don't get the invites anymore style of thing? Uh, no, they, they del- well, they deliberately don't come. Right. So that they don't put their foot in it and start a war that they can't win. Right, yep, gotcha. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the, the, the running gag is the only reason the kingdom still exists is Calistria's hand resides over it. Right. <laughs> because they take everything very personally and start wars at the drop of the hat. Yeah. That's it's just lovely. Much, you're wearing the same dress as me. This means war. Lovely. Is that one of my four border stats? Yes. Just but them and they have famously lost every war they've ever participated in. Yes, but I wouldn't want to be the one that broke their losing streak. <laughs> I mean, you know, they um, they are at least of moderate size. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. I have Dalgan Mark context. Yep. So she will basically, um, you know, whitter on to you along this vein. Yeah. Um. Uh, I. Oh, Kalen will. You know, he's happy to tell her a bit about what went down with the trolls, yep. and you know. Ask her sort of general questions about Dagomark that endeavour not to stray onto anything that she's really not going to want to talk about. And can you make me a sense motive check? Oh, go Kaylin. 20. Maybe okay. it's because she's military. So, she is, um, you know, polite, well-mannered, well-meaning, generally professional. Um, and the feeling you take away is that she is... Um, very much exactly what she says on the tin. Um, she she's here as an ambassador. She's doing the job perfectly fine. Um, she she makes like vague general overtures to trading between you and Dagomark without promising anything specifically. She's just doing some basic political spade work here, style of thing. Sweet. She's not expecting to get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, beyond uh, establishing basic relations between your kingdom. Yeah. Nor is there any sinister agenda or plan here. Cool. Um, 
what you do get, what else you get off that scene quote, however, is um, she she is supremely confident um, in herself. She doesn't seem terribly worried by the fact that you you out you out height her by two feet and probably outweigh her by two hundred pounds and should theoretically be able to snap her in half like a twig if you were so inclined. It's you're you're used to people are vaguely intimidated by your presence, even when you're not really intending to, just by yeah. virtue of you're the big hulking guy. In the yeah, Kaelin probably it's probably part of what um, Bone Picker reacted to. Yeah. Kaelin kind of plays and Kaelin comes off of you know he he slouches back a bit and tries to play his height down a little bit and yeah. tries not to intimidate people kind of habitually because he's just routinely taller and stronger than but, almost but everyone he communicates it's with. It's hard to go past the disparity between hulking half-orc and little old granny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet she she doesn't blink at it or seem worried at it in the slightest. Like, she's supremely confident that should you decide to pick her up and beat the crap out of her, she, she could, could do take something me. about it. She could take me, yeah. She doesn't appear to be carrying any weapons, either. Yeah. So, um... Yes, dear? General, do you, uh... I mean, I'm assuming you have um, some military background yourself and personal combat and the like. Do you still... Do you still spar? Oh, on occasion, when the Rushlight tournament rolls rolls around, which is sort of like a um, bi-yearly tournament that you've been snubbed at for the last one or two. Yeah. um, It's it's the Olympic Games of the River Kingdom. That's right, and we're not big enough to um, compete. Um, you weren't, weren't big enough to compete in the first one. You should theoretically be big enough to compete in the second one. Sweet. Um, I'm so there. <laughs> because obviously they don't invite every yard who, who runs a village, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty much what you were at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, um, you know, I was calling myself king because Mayor yeah. didn't have the requisite dignity, but Mayor was more accurate. Jesus, I, I still have a go at the Rushlight tournament from time to time when it comes around. Nice. I am... Um, would like to spar with you if you'd be interested. So you're asking Eugenia to um, if she's with if, if she's interested, you know, uh, only if she's interested. This is uh, well. Perhaps we'll meet in one of the tournament games, dear. It's, sorry, in one of the um, in, in one of the fit games, dear. Sounds good. Thank you. I'm too old to find a strapping young lad like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Off she bubbles. Okay. Um. Can I make a um general assessment check? Yeah. Um, like of her fighting prowess, like in terms of um just how she. How she moves and so on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's vaguely hard to do because you're not actually watching her fighting. You're yeah, just watching her walking around. Um. I know I don't actually have knowledge tactics or uh, the like. No, I'll use this as the opposed bluff one. So sense motive with your base attack bonus attached. Sweet. Seventeen. So she doesn't seem to move um, terribly confidently or quickly. Um, unlike, say, Bryn, who doesn't look remarkably strong, but is just in generally fantastic physical shape. Yeah. 
Um, you don't think she's in that same basket where she's got a bunch of secret monk level style of thing? Yeah. She doesn't look particularly strong or particularly fast. Your guess was your your guess would be that she's um, capable of some manner of serious augmentation. Yeah. Probably magically. Yeah. That was. I thought it might be something like that, but I was just curious because you know. Some people, no matter how old they get, yeah. like um, my guess would be when Bryn's in her nineties. I mean, admittedly, half elf, so sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, but, the little but, old. Um, I certainly would tangle with the, her. The little old woman who whoops your ass in an unarmed fight because she's got twenty levels of monk is a pretty classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fundamentally, when Kaelin meets someone who thinks they can kick his ass, he's not above. He, he, he's prepared to take that seriously, unless it's bone picker. Okay. And Well, he takes it a lot more seriously when it's a little old lady than when it's something someone like Bonepicker, because it's obvious why Bonepicker thinks he can win. And towards the end of that day, um you get another representative showing up. Um as you were basically um, hanging out in the, in, you know, walking around Larnhold, taking yeah. in the town, going to drive their beer at their end style. Yeah, uh, Caitlin is totally, um, you know, assessing the town. You know, he's doing architecture and engineering things. He's looking at the way it's laid out, seeing if there's th- things that work, things that don't work, things he can crib shamelessly for altruist. You know, how good does this town hall look? Yeah, it does look like a nice town hall. Yeah. It's it's the late, one of the latest things they've built for this yeah. express purpose. So. Um, Although I'm kind of looking at it going, I really want a town hall for Thornton Watch. For Elk's Rest, I probably just want to, you know, get on with and actually build the damn castle. Castle! Mm-hmm. Then, as you're sort of hanging around just walking through the town, there is a big and rather alarming flash of light in the middle of the town. Um, And then when it fades out half a moment later, there are about ten people just standing there, having teleported in as opposed to walked in mundanely. They don't have horses or anything like that, they just have um, some servants with a couple of servants with packs, a couple of guards... Kaelin's hand will go to his sword hilt and it will kind of look them over and assess whether they look like they're here to raid the yeah. town style of thing. Um, you will immediately recognise... Um, actually, I don't know. Have you met Hannah Strelev before? No. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I probably would recognise yeah. him because, you know, I you know I presume his physical appearance isn't some state secret and I have done no. a whole bunch of gathering information checks on him, so... I will probably be able to recognise him from, you know, the pictures of them that people drew for me style of thing. No, nor, nor is his physical appearance anything particularly remarkable. Um, you see a, you know, middle-aged, um, your, your guess would be about 45, human. Yeah. Um, guy, his hair is, his, his hair doesn't show a speck of grey in it, although it probably should at this point. Um... He is very slightly portly, but not exactly obese and hideous. Um, and just generally looks very well-dressed and content. He is actually armed, but so is everyone in his party. Yeah. Um, the other woman with him you have seen, uh, she came to see you at um, 
one of your events. It wasn't your Founder's Day, it was something No, else. much more recent than the Founder's Day, because she was the one that hit on me, yeah. right? Lady Quintessa Moray. Yeah. Um, a very attractive woman in what's basically that classic um, boob armour. She's got, like, the leather armour around her breasts, her stomach is completely revealed. Yeah. You know, legs on display for the world to see style of thing. Yeah. Um, and... As they teleport in, she is sort of leaning on on Drelev and smiling and tittering at his ear, style yeah. of thing. Uh, what she definitely isn't is his wife. Yeah. Um, and there's the as they appear, and as Drelev dusts his dusts his hands off, um, looks around and says, "Ah, is this Van Holt then?" Alright. Um, does it look like they're seeing me? <laughs> uh, probably not. Or not not to notice. Yeah. Um, Kaelin will slow fall. Kaelin will, um, sort of move further away. Yeah, like, go find behind a building. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not gonna, you know, just in case they're here to conquer it, he's not gonna fight off entirely, yeah. but you know, the last time he has to spend with the Drelev party. Yeah, I mean, you doubt they're here to conquer it with their ten people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he gets paranoid when people do shit like teleporting into town square. It's, um, oh, is, um, Get Face one of the, one of Drelev's ten? Um, the, the first, the guy who did come for the Founders Day? No, he's not. Okay, because him, reckon- him I would recognise. Um, yes, no, that was Drelov's stable master. Ah, right, yep. So that, that was the insult of sending yep. the guy who's in charge of my horses. Yeah. As your ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, they appear, um, somebody runs off to get Varn, unsurprisingly, yep. who comes out to meet them. They salute, um, Drelov says, ah, you're King Varn, and yes, yes. Uh, congratulations on the wedding and all. So this this is Varnhold. It's <laughs> a charmingly rustic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think it's going to be like all the way through. And Varn says, uh, "Your Majesty, we have um, you, Your Majesty. If you have tents, you may make your way to this field. If not, we can make them available." Uh, oh, I was rather hoping you'd have some sort of. Uh, a paid establishment, an inn of some kind. Oh, as a matter of fact, we do. You're most welcome to stay there if you desire. Your own sure rooms can be made available. Uh, yes, yes, that would be excellent, he, he says. Um, and can you make me a sense motive check? Is he deliberately being a snot because that provokes people and causes them to react to him, or is he just a dick? Uh, Thirteen. My money's on just a dick. He he seems pretty uninterested in Vaan as a whole. Yeah. Um, what he seems interested in is um, what he's actually talking about. You know, where's the end? Where can we put our stuff? Style thing. It's just over there, and he says, "Ah, very well then." Oh, terribly late and all. It's like six o'clock in the yeah. evening. You know, I guess I should be going to bed. We'll see you at the wedding tomorrow, I suppose. Um, and. Sweet. <laughs> Heads off to the inn room um, with Lady Murray sloping after him. Yeah. And all of his guards, you know, a couple of his guards go with him, but most of the party just hangs around out here. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose a good king would go investigate. I'll go find Michaela at least, she can. <laughs> yeah. She, she looks slightly surprised. You know that? King Drelev is here. I uh, apparently. 
I would have thought this would have been, well, no insult intended to Vaughn, but a little beneath his notice. That's certainly the way he sees it. It's not, um... Wouldn't have imagined he would show off himself. He must have uh, a dozen suitable counsellors or ambassadors to take this role, take this job for him. He's, um, he certainly feels it's beneath his notice. He's, um, terribly under-oppressed with the whole place and not afraid to show it. And speaking as one who knows, he doesn't seem get blessed with the um, greatest prowess in the diplomatic field. And this is me talking. I, I understood from Vaughn that we were only expecting uh, the same ambassador we received, Lady Quintessa Moray. She's there, hanging off his arm, looking like he hangs the moon. Ah. Uh, well, King Draylib is, of course, married. Oh, I am told the uh, less than charming Baroness Pavaretta Strun Drelev. We we heard something about her, didn't we? Yeah, she's Paris Hilton. Right. <laughs> she's she's fancy Paris Hilton. She has a little dog that she takes everywhere. Right. She's the most obnoxious bitch on the face of the earth. So, is it possible this whole gig is just... This whole diplomatic envoy is just an excuse to get away from his wife and shag in the inn? If I was married to his wife, it would certainly be the option I would take, from what I've heard. Well, it should be a charming wedding, then. Between him and Bonepicker, I'll be trying to avoid half the guests. It's a right shame, because there's a lot of... There's a lot of bloody love... There's a lot of very nice people here. That, um... Old Dagomart General's good value. And I've got a lot of time for, um... Mivon's warden, he's a good fellow, that. And nice to have someone here reminding everybody that Bone Picker is a universal example of what half orcs are like. Oh, and um, if this was still nagging at you from several sessions ago, um, Damon Jot will confirm that he and a couple of his guys were the ones who killed that Hydra skeleton you found down south. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of assumed, I, I checked in with him, but yeah. I kind of assumed it was him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I will, among other things, actually give him a report about what I found along the borders and the like. You know, that the giant's still out there, but we took care of the trolls and so on, because it's got, you, you know, not just we took care of those trolls, but, you know, we took care of Dr- Drake and X and so on, because he's the one that's got to watch their borders. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, uh, should we should we go talk to his remaining councillors and the like? I suppose uh, it's it'd be polite. They're they're very clearly not his counselors. Like he's got a couple of guards, a couple of servants. And oh and right, sweet. The two of them. Oh well, that that clears that clears that up then. Oh well, we will just go envoy generally, as opposed to talk personally yes, talking to anyone from Trailer. Lady Quintess Moray is a member of his council. Yeah, fulfilling an unspecified role that you've pretty much taken to be spy ma- either spy master or royal enforcer, one of the two. Yeah. Watching out for where's wife, <laughs> making yeah, certain think, that she knows where's wife. I believe she introduced herself as troubleshooter style of thing. Yeah. Problem solver, something of that neighborhood. Yeah. And then, um... I guess we'll need to watch out if he spends a shitload of time talking to Dagger Marks. <laughs> I know, I happen to be, have a chat with money and be in need of a really good untraceable assassin. At about nine o'clock that night, um... There's not a great deal of festivity happening at this point, so yeah. people are pretty much retiring. Um, Tristan will slip into your tent. Um, he says, "I've just got I've just got word from one of Vaughn's people. Uh, father and his party are here. Right? They've just they've just come in late, but a bit late than ever, I suppose. 
I am glad he made it. Preston looks supremely awkward. What do you want to do? Go see him. Go see him together, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, it's a little late. We could certainly leave it until tomorrow. Aye, oh, but how much are you going to get? Sleep are you going to get if we do? Maybe best to get it over with. If 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 Father wants to come and see me, I'm I'm sure he'll find me. That's fair enough. That's your decision. I'm going to go see him. Would be happy to come with you if you wanted to, but if you want to leave it be, that's your that's your call. Uh, I, I have some reading to catch up on. Well. It'll be alright. You're your own man now. Whether or not it feels that way at this exact moment. Uh-huh. And, um... You go looking for Lord Elderstorm? Um, what I'm going to do is endeavour to track down his vicinity and try yep. and work out if they're going straight to bed, having arrived so late yep. style of thing. I'd like to go in and see him, but if he's, already, if he's you know, late and he's already retired, I can wait till morning. So, he has come, um, from what you can quickly find out, he has come with a cadre of minor nobles' representatives from Brevoy. Not the nobles themselves, but... Associates and secretaries from about five different houses. Yeah, Eldest has come himself, which is not terribly surprising because it's, it's his son's son. wedding. Yeah. The rest of them are basically here as a general show of yay, House of Thorn. Yeah, um, and presumably to a lesser extent, yay, Varnholt. Yeah, yeah. you know, neighboring kingdom yeah. and all that. Yeah, and, and you meet with these guys and things. Um, you are told that Eldest is seeing Van, um, but if you want to see him, he will be certainly available tonight. Yeah, so I'll wait till he's done with Van style, I think. Yep. And obviously he'd want to see him. In his tent, um, you're waiting in Lord Eldest Thorn's tent. Um, you know, one of his minions will be waiting outside to tell him you're there style of thing. And eventually, sort of, you know, 9.45, 10 o'clock, um, whoosh, he strolls in. Lord Eldest Thorn. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the older it's been a while since you have last seen him, um, but he looks very much the same as ever. He yeah. he always looked old and um, uh, old and sort of slightly ground down, yeah. like a stone. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the last couple of years have not done anything worse to him. Mm. He looks as immovable as ever. Yeah. And... He sweeps into the room, hand momentarily on his sword, just habitually as he enters and scans the room for assassins, murderers, poisons, whatever else. Then looks to you. Caelan, how are you, boy? I'm class. I'm well. You? And you are completely alone at this point. Just yep. set up as a completely private conversation. Yep. Um, presumably by Elvis' instructions. Yep. It's all's well enough. You've heard that it's all hit the fan in Brevoy, of course. Aye. I'm glad you boys got out when you did. Aye. It's not going to be a good year this year. Sounds like things are getting pretty nasty up there. The Suratovas got a big, big fight on their hands, maybe. 
And all of us are going to be dragged into it, like it or not. Aye, I can see that. Um, very happy Bavan. He seems to have set up well here. His wife-to-be, this Jumandi, seems competent, politically astute, a good match. She's a, she's a very capable woman. I um, tried to recruit her myself, but she wanted to get the training from Vaughn. How are things going for you? I appreciate your and your and Michaela's letters. It's good to know Stagthorn's thriving. Ah, uh, we're doing well enough. There's um one bit of news I wanted to give you in person. I'm um we, we haven't announced it yet, but I'm engaged. I'm engaged as well. He sort of you know again raises. <laughs> Everyone seems surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives Caitlin enough credit. <laughs> he sort of raises his eyebrows like this. Ah, well, good for you. I would have thought Michaela would have informed me about it first, but I can understand why she would have wanted you to be the one to tell me about you too. Some um, Bryn. I don't uh, know whether you call. Oh uh, yeah, no. Caitlin <laughs> will say this and then stop as he catches it. Uh, no, um, no. Uh, Michaela and I aren't. Oh, oh! He he looks slightly impressed. Oh, ah, uh, sorry. I I assumed that uh, this uh, Svetlana was was still married, so she wouldn't be uh, politically available. But but if that situation's changed, well, my my congratulations to the both of you. <laughs> no, it's it's um no. She's uh, her husband was killed last month. She was divorced, and then her husband was killed last month. But no one. Um, it's um my friend Bryn. The uh the wolf girl? The wolf girl. Everyone's gonna say the wolf Everyone's girl. Everyone's gonna say the wolf girl. <laughs> oh. Uh, well congratulations. I I I I have I've never never met the girl. Presumably you'll introduce us. Yeah. He sort uh, of looks vaguely around like yeah. he's hiding in a corner. So yeah, I, I tomorrow. Oh, I want you to meet her. She's a she's a good woman, a strong woman. From what I understand, you know, she sits down and gets you a drink yeah. style of thing. What I understand, she hasn't had much. Uh, well, not that you yourself have had much in the way of noble education. Couldn't be helped, but I was hoping that. Or one of the available brides would be able to carry that slack for you. Aye, it's a. There's no denying that's more. That is a bit of a problem, but um, we'll pick it up as we go along. She's um. She understands a lot. She, her strengths aren't in the pol- field of politics, but um, she's very bright and she's young yet. She'll pick it up as she goes along, same as I'm having to. Well, let me be blunt with you. My boy, why her? From half the stories I hear, you have half a dozen other contenders on the line. Huh? I have made a right mess of that. <laughs> well, if we're to be honest, it was because I never um, figured there'd be more than one woman in the running. And um, it's... I love her. And she loves me. That's what's most important to me. I, Swetlana and I, it, 
she was married and by the time she wasn't married it was too late it didn't work out Michaela's I care about her she's a good friend but I still don't know what species she is and that was just more of a bridge than I was willing to take on <laughs> you'd have probably found out at some point if you'd married her that was you my know. hope yeah but it seemed a bit harsh to find at that stage it seemed a bit harsh to find out so you love her but you're marrying her I I know it's not the way things are done at, at this level And now, boy, someone has sat you down and explained the facts of life to you, right? I mean, there's there's the woman you marry, and then there's the woman you love. Let's just they say... They have to be the same person. I, I know that, but I'd like them to be. I mean, by Aristotle's fact, strictly, yes, absolutely, they should be. Yeah. In practice, not so much. Yeah. I know it's not the way things are done in the um, properly born circles, but... So. I think she'll be. I think she'll be a good queen when she's had time to adjust to it. You're just marrying her, just because you love her, then? Not just because I love her. No, she can fight. She can protect herself. That's what really matters to me. She's strong. She's strong, and she helps make me stronger. And with her at my side, anyone who. Anyone who crosses us will learn to be sorry for it. I know we're a bit weak in the diplomatic circle. We've got Michaela to help us and we'll work to improve it, but there's something to be said for strength. She can um, she can outrun a horse, vault over a parapet wall, and behead it and rip out a, a drake's teeth and rip out a drake and dispel a drake with her hands, bare hands and, and teeth. It's uh, it's more important. It's as, that's as important to me as anything else. I couldn't, with the amount of danger I'll be in, I couldn't be doing with a woman who couldn't take care of herself if trouble comes her way. Can't say it's the decision not the decision I'd have made, but you stick by your principles, don't you, boy? Well, in here between you and me and the walls. Proud of you, boy. <laughs> Pulls you in. Yeah. With one arm, man hug. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Outside of this, of course, I've no interest beyond the vague political connection, but Aye. between you and I and the walls. Thank you. Wow. Sorry, I haven't been able to be more in contact. This situation in Brevois has blown up well out of proportion. There's been talk even about me openly coming to my son's wedding to recruit a force of arms from down here around Vaughn Halls, as if Vaughn had half an arm to spare. Yeah. Uh, they're, um, they're coming for you, right? All right, aren't they? You've got na- you've gotten us out of the line of fire, but that um, leaves you in it on your own. I won't be making any visits to stag in a hurry. I can tell you that. I I'm sorry for it, 
but um, at least you'll get to meet her before we marry. That's the most important thing. While we're and we'll refill our glasses. Manly shots. Yeah. While we're talking of things that are awkward to speak of, Tristram's out in the tents. What of it? He won't be coming to see you. Thought you might like to go see him. I came to this wedding to see my son. You have three sons, Father. That's a matter of some debate. Well, you have two acknowledged anyway. He just stares. Yeah, I, I, I stare back. Yeah, yeah. Last thing we did, bef- almost the last thing we did um, before coming here was take out, out an Albert that threatened the kingdom. Magic that somebody had, um, that had um, been sleeping in a place where magic pulled up was maybe the site a bit larger than Vance Town Hall. <laughs> How did you take it down? Me and Tristram on horseback with arrows. Now this sounds like a story. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah. The young... Yeah thing had me down and a kid could have run but he didn't it circled and killed it your training's paying off then he's a good fighter and he's taught me a lot too a lot of the cultural stuff stuff I'm weak on helping us build libraries gather knowledge all that I know it's not what you're for on Now comes to it. Lord Thorn there's um Bravois got plenty of art and culture and the like. It's not exactly Beltson, is it? Man's got to do man brings what he's got to the table and what Christian's got is a lot more knowledge than I have. It's been damn useful to us. Every time we come across a critter we've never heard of, he can tell it what it it is and how to kill it. He he brings a lot to my kingdom. I'm lucky to have him. I've no doubt he's he's a smart one. Too smart for his own good sometimes. Aye, and that's true enough. He's um, gotten himself and his brains have gotten him into all manner of trouble. You keep him out of it. You're his brother, I understand. Aye, I am that. I'll do my best. But dangerous place down here in Stagthorn. Ain't that safe up in Brevoy from what I hear? Man's got something to say. May not have all the time in the world to say it. Just you think on that. It's good to see you again. Aye. Very good. I'll do that. And you, my boy. Yeah. <laughs>
Knight passes uneventfully, the next day comes. Yes! Uh, he does not, in as far as you know, go and see Tristan. I've done what I can do. Yep. And um, we'll go and um, we'll introduce him on the following morning to Brennan as, um, you know, at some point when there's a quiet moment, so it's not particularly apparent that's what I'm doing, style yep. of thing. Yep. Even so, um, there's nothing remotely um, untoward about it. You yep. as king are introducing her as your um, one of my counselors. Your counselors yep. slash slash queen to be, you know, yep. to um, a, a noble from Riverway style thing. Yeah. So, do you want to do that as a scene, or I, I think so, but it might come out as a relatively short one yep. because you know I'm not certain this. But yes, we'll. Um... So you go over and you know. It is, well, in fact, you're welcome to lead it off. You, Princess, uh, I will meet him now. Aye. What am I supposed to do? Just say hello, answer any questions. You answer, he'll say something to you, no doubt. You just answer his questions. Just go along with it. Same as what we've been doing with all these other dratted um, nobles. So I am too... Simper and curtsy as a queen should. No, I don't think we're going to be. The, I don't think you're going to be the simper and curtsying type. And just um, and I will run yep. through some you know curtsy slash bowing options. There's got to be some yeah, yeah, yeah. more martially oriented queen ones. <laughs> and and you take her over to see Elder's Thorn. Um. Who the, it, it's pretty easy um, if you make it express this is what you want to try and do to get a quiet word with him. You yeah, don't, you, don't, you don't have some of his counselors or servants or whatever yeah. around. Um, so yeah, you go over and yeah. uh, Lord Thorne, may I present um, Bryn, my um, royal enforcer? Bryn, this is Lord Eldest Thorne. Oh. Eldest comes forward, you know, shakes her hand. Ah. So you're the one. Looks her up and down with um, what's what's definitely the the very um, well experienced eye. Yeah. Taking in whatever he does takes in of her. Interesting. So, I understand you've been raised by wolves. Then. Mm-hmm. Yes. What of it? Must have been an interesting experience. Perhaps she says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Kaelin will kind of, you know, keep the conversation going in so far as it's, you know, <laughs> about to go. And the two of them go back and forward a bit on this point. Um, he basically asks her a string of questions on where she's come from, you know, what she's about, where her training lies, etc., etc. Um, he will ask her a string of questions that she will completely and utterly tank asking, you know, what does she think of the economic situation in Brevoy with the harsh winter as of two years ago affecting the wine sales here? Yeah. <laughs> Meaningless jibber chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the IC. Yeah. Um, so, Kaylin tells me you can handle yourself <laughs> better than some. Mm. Is that what you think, young lady? Mm. And um, 
He says, I'd rather get the, I'd rather get the impression that you don't like me. Hmm. Raised by wolves, I may have been. But Pack does not abandon their cubs. <laughs> and he winces yeah. at that one. And Caelan will visibly flinch. <laughs> well, I must be going. I suppose I will see you in the events. And, um... Dick, 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 yep, yep, no, I will, um... I will catch up with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, I... She shouldn't have said that. He puts his head down and actually gives a very slight smile. A woman who actually a woman who actually says what she thinks. That is an extraordinarily rare gift. I I do appreciate it. I like her. Keep her. Will do. And um Kaelin will go up to Bryn and um you know uh, hold her hand quietly because you know not doing the PDA is mm. given the um Well done, Les. That's one fence jumped. Was he uh, courted suitably? Yep, that'll do. Good. <laughs> Alright. But when we run into the Drelev party, don't tell him what you really think. <laughs> We've got to get... The, 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 most of the art of diplomacy is not saying stuff. <laughs> and so... Van, Van Holt's people are up early that morning setting up the thing. Um, the wedding itself is in the town hall. The rest of it is the, the grand fete around the town style of thing. Yeah. Um, and throughout the day there will be a half dozen different sort of get events and games and that sort of thing going on. Awesome. Which we can get into or leave depending on... Um, well, given that it's 9.45, my thought is to... Um leave them much as, you know, they sound awesome and I really want to do them and then I'll just do the next bit and then the next bit. I can I can tell you what they are if you like. It's not secret. Yeah, yeah, this sounds great. Um, so, uh, capping off the... Well, well the, the big highlight of the day will be the wedding, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sort of late afternoon thing is the Grand Melee, which is literally a giant fighting circle where... Everyone who wants to participate is given buttoned weapons and put in a, a literally just a big fighting circle where everyone just beats the crap out of each other. Sweet. At any point, you can you can elect to leave the circle or you're taken out when you're knocked out. Sort yeah. of thing. And there's literally just a giant free for all fight. Last Sweet. guy standing wins it. Excellent. Um, of which, unsurprisingly, um, several people are planning on entering Garnak, among other things, Van and Jumandi both. Sweet. Um, yeah, Damon Jot will be in there as well, as will Elders. Excellent. Um, else, elsewhere events, we have that one, and ongoing throughout the day, there are what they call um, line fencing jewels, which are a specific type of... Um, it's just a specific type of dueling event, commonly done with Eldori longswords, but not um, strictly necessary. Yeah. Where basically you've got a line five feet wide, 30 feet long, and you're never allowed to go sideways. The point is to basically just push the other guy back with your parrying and fencing prowess and things until you push him off the end of the line. So 
line duels tend to be quite exciting, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, somebody goes out style thing. Cool. It's not necessarily your game, but it's also not something you'd be particularly bad at. Yeah, yeah, no, and I could, um, I mean, it's not like I can't use an Eldori sword, I'm just not an Eldori Bladesmaster. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's but... not actually necessary for you to use one. Yeah. You can use any manner of weapon you so choose. Yeah. It's merely it favours things more graceful like a longsword. Yeah. Like a walkie great axe. Yeah, but I think um, given it sounds like a one-handed melee weapon game, which I don't, you know, the, the flail isn't exactly um, dueling material, I'd probably borrow a longsword off somebody. At that point it might as well be an Aldori longsword just because I can't use it. I mean, I'm, I'm proficient with it, I'm just not awesome with it. Um. Crazy Ernie is running bear wrestling. That's bear, as in you can wrestle his bear. Yes, he has a bear. He awesome. says he says the bear has been declawed, and if you can pin the bear, you can win some good berries from him. Score! I'm going to bear wrestle. Um, you have I thought I thought for a minute there you you drunk beer and wrestled. No, the bear no, wrestling. Bear also. wrestling. It's a physical grizzly bear. You it's wrestle a grizzly bear. That sounds awesome. I want to do that. The thing is not an obscenely gigantic, hideous mutant bear or yeah. anything. It just looks like a bear with no yeah. claw, with that's been declawed. Yeah, yeah. Given, given my recent experiences, it looks pretty damn small yeah. to Ernie me. Ernie tells people the bear is very well trained. Yeah, know, it ain't gonna hurt you. It's just gonna sit on you. Yeah. Um, there is the windmill tilt, which is a display of horsemanship and skill. Oh, I'm so uh, there. I don't know if you've if you've ever seen this done as a player. Um, the, the basic idea is it's it's a joust against a set target. So down the end of the field, there is a, a rotating arm set up, basically, um, with essentially a shield on it. Right. And the idea is you ride down, you hit it as hard as you can with your jousting lance, and then ride on as fast as you can, and it spins round. Like, you, you whack into the side and it goes... <laughs> spins round and round and round and round. And you get more points for every time it rotates. Right. So the skill is in hitting it as hard as you can while not missing it, and then riding on very quickly because the harder you smack it, the, the more quickly it will whip around and hit you in the back of the head. Yeah. Which, of course, stops it dead, generally speaking. I want to do that. So that's a windmill tilt. Um, and there is a, a game of catch the, catch the centaur... Unquote, um, where what they essentially have is a greased pig with antlers stuck on it. Yeah. And, you know, a bit of paint to make it look vaguely centaurish. Yeah. Um, where it's essentially catch the catch the greased pig as it runs around inside this fenced area. Yeah. Um, dump it back in its cage, and um, the fastest person to achieve it throughout the day gets the pig for dinner. Yeah. Basically, the pig is becoming part of the feast. The finest cuts of meat are given to the person who catches the centaur. Awesome. Kellen would be really bad at that, but he'd, you know, what the hell. So yeah, de- depending on your point of view on eating centaurs, yeah, or yeah. fake centaurs, or whatever. Well, I'm Everyone in Varnhol has no problem with Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. And um, while I'm not a fan of eating actual centaurs, I don't really have a problem with eating pig centaurs. It's a painted pig with some fur stuck on it and a lot of grease supply. So yeah, that was the game. We're not super super big on trolls or bandits and stack for, I can relate. Those are the games that will be going on throughout the day. 
So yeah. Okay. Be- because they're essentially going on all day, Caitlin is welcome to participate in any of them he so chooses. Yeah, I'm interested in everything. Um, probably not as much in the Grease Pig as the other ones, if you're going, that that's too many games for you to participate no, no, in. The thing is, they're all going, it's it's going to be Caitlin doing all of them, I'm not going to get the yeah. other NPCs rolling for things. Yeah. Um, essentially, there are prizes, but the prizes are pretty lame yeah, relative yeah, to yeah. your level. It's the um, it's the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, the um, the you can find this out fairly easily. Catching catching the the greased centaur gets you the pig itself with the finest yeah. parts of meat for dinner. Um, winning the windmill tilt will win you a mule, awesome. because they can't afford a horse. Yeah. Um, winning the grand melee will win you the second dance with the bride. Score. The first one being Vans, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, winning the line fencing jewels will win you a long sword. And winning the bear wrestling, with, as, as many people as win the bear wrestling, gets some good, good berries. berries. Yep. Not reverse, good berries. So yeah, you won't be making out with awesome loots in this. It's just no, uh, no. mostly for the fun of the fair. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's awesome. It doesn't involve a jewel. Any, it doesn't involve a ball in any way. Kaelin's no, there. No balls. Yep. Um, there, there will be... Kaelin's totally taking notes. This is exactly the sort of wedding he wants to have. There will be dancing in the town hall after the wedding, but you're talking like village square dancing. It's pretty rustic. This is fantastic. This is exactly the kind of... This is exactly the kind of wedding Kaelin wants. Kaelin is like... Yeah. Well, I can see I understand that... they're impoverished, but but they could go into debt to put on a proper show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no doubt Van's wincing at the whole thing. But you know, on the other hand, Van's Van may be highborn, but he's not very snobbish. Yeah. I would imagine he's going to enter into the spirit of the thing and pull it off with class. Yeah. The the impression you take away based on the the general perception of him and the place is basically um he'd like to be able to do better than this. He's not um. He's not actually particularly put off by any of these games. He'd rather have a fancy ball that's yeah. more where his inclinations lie, but he can't afford to do it. Yeah. Um, it's it's less, you know, these games are so stupid, I hate them all, I wish I wasn't here, and more, I wish I could put on something better and grander. Yeah. And, you know, that my kingdom was greater than it is. Yeah. But it isn't. Football van. Too many centaurs. Too many evil centaurs. Okay. And shall we leave it there then? Yep, tomorrow I will wrestle the pig. Uh, yeah. <laughs>